Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. <laughs> what about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio. Live Clip Rock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250 930 online PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We will interact with you there. Make sure you are following Pirate Radio on Facebook and like us there. And also subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. And you can chime in on today's program because I will be going out to you, the listener, quite a bit today. We've got some uh, fun topics to hit on and some guests to get to, including at 4 o'clock, the play-by-play voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats and Cincinnati Bengals, Dan Horde. He got to call a college football playoff game and a Super Bowl last season. What a run for him personally. We'll talk Cincinnati Bearcats football, little Bengals football as well coming up. At 4 o'clock, the voice Jeff Charles will join us on the show. Almost called a military bowl game last year, but unfortunately did not. Uh, we'll talk some football and uh, some baseball as well with the voice Jeff Charles coming up at around 425. At 5 o'clock, Bryce Williams will join us. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors, maybe a little five-second game, and continue to preview the area high school football season, which is quickly approaching. Nate Connor, head coach of the D.H. Conley Vikings, will join us at 5 o'clock as well on today's show shirley rhodes is here cj schaefer the chan man and ellerby joins us to kick off today's program what's up guys what's up clipper hey 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 all right right, everybody at once i'm uh i don't know i'm excited about today's show you got a big lineup there big lineup big and while we're talking about it so we're gonna play ellerby are you gonna be here tomorrow at three absolutely i've already got my team name Oh, cool. LRB will be a team captain for Survivor. We're playing Survivor on Wednesday. It's a simulated game online. Uh, We will type in the names and everything, uh, and the game will play itself out, and we'll have fun along the way, kind of filling in the gaps, ad-libbing why things are happening on the island. I think we've played at Tar River in the past. Uh, we got to find a good location for tomorrow's game. So you got to uh, put in any location where you want? Well, we kind of just made that up ourselves. Uh, why don't we play at Minji's this year? All right. Uh, indoor Survivor in Minji's. I like that. Uh, let me think. Is, uh, that, right. is that a good good spot or not? Yeah, well, it's on the board right now. Uh, so what we'll do at 3 o'clock tomorrow, and I'm trying to confirm our third captain, Mike Mullis, but we're going to have Elderby, Troy D, and Mully doing a schoolyard pick There will be 15 uh, other people to choose from, 18 people total. And uh, we're going to have the draft in the 3 o'clock hour, start the game sometime there, and and play it throughout tomorrow's show. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, Coming up Thursday on Pirate Radio Live, we will talk to Phil Steele. His magazine uh, came out yesterday. So looking forward to catching up with him. Where is that living right now? I, I brought that in the studio, and uh, I haven't had a chance to, to crack the pages of it yet. Have you uh, Te- browsed it? 
I have. Uh, take a guess where it is. Is it on Troy D's uh, big pile of... Uh, Absolutely not. Oh, is it in the stack with all the other ones? It's on Ellerby's stack. Man, got to yeah. take a picture for, for Phil Still for tomorrow. I stacked it up. Uh, I did. I went over some notes on that yesterday on the show. Um, some things we'll bring up with Phil Still. Likes the Pirates this year. Has them fourth in the AAC. Has them first among teams that will be in the AAC in 2023. I found that interesting. Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, the top three, East Carolina fourth. This is kind of like that transition year in, what, 2013 when the Pirates uh, went to a different Conference USA look when FAU and FIU, FIU. and a lot, some of the teams that are coming in the American. So uh, that UTSA is... UTSA was in there, I believe. Yeah. So uh, I, I like that Phil still likes <clears throat> next year, but, uh, you know, the Pirates open up at the big house next year on Labor Day weekend at Michigan. The one cool thing about Phil Steele, though, and Clip, you'll probably agree, is that even during the dark times when East Carolina was not very good, Phil Steele always found a good way to kind of let you down a little bit easy or not like not say oh you know it just didn't really throw sand or dirt right in our face but uh, it is cool to see that the pirates getting some good preseason hype in that magazine because it is the most accurate one out of all the preseason magazines and phil still just an absolute computer when it comes to college football knowledge the most accurate magazine we will ask him uh why is holt naylor's not in his top 68 of draft eligible quarterbacks that's fair. <laughs> so we will ask him that question. I, I'm saying he's number 69, but we'll ask Phil Still about it. Oh, up. so he's not in your top 68 either? <laughs> I'm saying he's Phil Still's oh, number okay. 69. I got you. Okay. I have not rated all the other quarterbacks, so I don't have my list prepared. How many college quarterbacks could you name right now not named Holden Aylers? Hopefully 10. You know, do I have to do it? Chandler, how many could you name? Um Bryce Young from Not Alabama. how many? I just need a number. Probably around 10. 15. 16. <laughs> 17. Name that name, the, name uh, this quarterback. We're going to have to take this off the air for a little Ain't social no media. no way you can name 17. 17. All right. Um, but we'll talk to Phil Steele. Coming up Friday on the show, we're going to coordinate a good program, LRB, with the ECU offensive coordinator, Donnie Kirkpatrick, well. and the defensive coordinator of the Pirates, Blake Harrell. Well played. All coming up on I, Friday. I like how you went with that. Thank you. So, uh, just talking about today's show, got some good guests, got good guests throughout this week on Pirate Radio Live. Survivor on Wednesday, the, the deadest sports day of the year. That's it. Nope. I'm looking forward to that because I've always heard about it in the past, but this is my first time participating. A lot of people out there talking about it, Chandler. Chandler, who do you want, uh, whose team do you want to be on? Good Mully, question. Troy D, or Ellerby? Well, I feel like all three are Real. great leaders. They all lead in different ways, I would say. In very different ways. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You got to pick, you you pick an answer. Did you ever pick an answer yesterday? Because Troy asked you the same question. Cliff doesn't have to pick an answer. He put himself in a great position. Why are you looking at me? Just yeah. to answer the question, yeah, big boy. Because I'm coming to CJ and Shirley next. I'm probably going with... I'm going to go with Molly. Okay. All right, Molly. CJ, Shirley. Who, anybody you want to pick you in the uh, survivor pool on Wednesday? Ellerby, you are the greatest leader here, and I want to be on your team. <laughs> this guy sucks up to whoever is. And it's so obvious. He is a parasite. It is so <laughs> obvious. Mm, it's gross. Mm. Shirley, My God. Shirley, can you top that? Anybody but Troy's team. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know what I answered yesterday, Ellerby? Did that you was, hear my answer? Uh-uh. Troy said, if you were in the game, who would you pick? 
I kind of I didn't say it that harshly. Yeah, I'm like Phil Steele. I let it down easy. I said anybody but Ellerby's team. Uh. You're gonna have us up too early in the morning, <laughs> working too hard. I could see Troy's team just going complete haywire, just just doing whatever, a bunch of having fun, but too dysfunctional, much fun. just doing whatever you want. And Mully, a mix of fun and him like just being disappointed in me the entire time so if it comes down to pick number 15 tomorrow and shirley's the only person on the board and it's troy's pick are you going to withdraw from the game shirley <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> you could leave minji's yes <laughs> there's been a medical emergency she's out we do have an alternate ready tony collins is the first alternate can okay. you put some if if it comes down to that can you put somewhere in the simulator that i've been like bitten by a scorpion and need to be medevaced off the island or tra- something you were bit by one of those squirrels on campus that he's yeah exactly we're gonna transition you to the naked and afraid show on thursday (laughs) (laughs) um what's our video status currently working on it okay yeah working on it we we went up on facebook but we didn't go up on youtube so i gotta fix it all right we're gonna uh fix that and we'll be up oh now's a good time to do one of my segments i wanted to do then just in case it would get us flagged Uh, Um, let's go ahead and do that now (laughs) i started uh looking I don't know, starting to get in that football mood, football flavor. Saw SEC media days going on, and I looked up, when is the SEC leaving CBS? This year? This is the last year? I I read 2024 will be ESPN ABC's first year with the SEC. Mm-hmm. I thought this was the last year. But there maybe. might be an updated article. But anyway, it's either this year or next year is the last year of – the 330 cbs game yeah and which has the classic themes and my my topic i'll read my question your favorite themes in uh during football season uh and we're gonna play them yes so we'll, we'll hear a couple um we'll start with college since we're talking about it this is the classic cbs theme that is going away very soon and it's gonna be sad just an, an all-timer welcome to auburn alabama today the crimson tide invade auburn iron bowl iron bowl Baton Rouge, 78 i mean just whatever uh on the plains it's awesome welcome uh, to the swamp here come the tigers of lsu let's hear the espn theme shirley Rhodes. uh college football i'm gonna assume that's it Okay, yeah. You know what happens when you assume? You assume correctly. Okay. Because it just said ESPN football, so. You're looking live. This is the ABC looking live. Is it? No. 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 I would say this one, after, right now, CBS hands down. Easy. Trumps this one 10 times. Uh, Let's go Fox NFL. Or excuse me, Fox College Football. There he goes! (laughs) <laughs> is this Gus Johnson? Touchdown! Oh, my! Yeah, just doesn't do it. They try to make it big. They have Ohio State, Penn State, whatever. That's, you know what the problem with this music is? Is they're introducing that Penn State versus Purdue. Yeah. It's like, uh, flip at, the channel. At noon. Big noon. You're watching Big Ten football. I mean, nothing compares to you says Sinead O'Connor, but I say nothing compares <laughs> to CBS. No, and the cool thing, like when East Carolina had a bunch of games on the CBS Sports Network, they would use the same theme. So uh, it was kind of like, uh, they kind of made you feel kind of important about uh, being on the CBS Sports Network playing Marshall. 
Correct. Yeah. I mean, they, they same they, graphic package, they, same song. They branded it the yeah. same. Now we can kill the the fox, surely. Oh my! ABC college football team from '99 to '06. Is this different? Yeah, not much there. So, but does ABC use the ESPN music? I would assume so. I thought they had. I mean, I've heard. I recognize the ESPN music, but it seems like they had something better than that coming into like the ABC primetime games. Surely, look, do, do a do a Google on that. It just seems like it was better. Did my Brent Musburger not ring a bell? Of course, you know the the college the ESPN dominates with college game day. And, what am and, I looking for now? Nothing. You're good. The okay. ABC Saturday Night Music. But, oh, but it, but the college game day sets sets the tone for college football. I mean, do you guys ever watch the Fox Big Noon Show? No, no. Huh. I watch the uh, Bud Light pregame tailgate. Yeah, well, obviously, but unless our games at at night, then you nah. If if there's a game if there's a pregame on i'm turning to espn first yeah i mean college and even i don't watch as much college game day as i because most of the time i'm usually out of the tailgate zone but uh it's uh espn still i think has hands down the best pregame show for college football <clears throat> and i think cbs right now has the best music. and i don't know if cbs is even going to have what what their future is in college football after the sec Right, yeah. Will another deal be made, um, or do they go away? It's it's kind of strange. So, all right. Um, I didn't add Notre Dame football on NBC. Do they have their own theme, or yeah. do they just use the Notre Dame fight song? Uh, I think they have. It's not the Notre Dame. I think they have their own. My roommate, their, Cox NBC is Sports, a huge music. Notre Dame fan, and watched uh, Notre Dame football on NBC every Saturday. I can't remember. That's really another thing I never really watch much of. And they always kind of have the the two thirty kickoff, which is always a little different. Mike Tirico yeah. and Doug Flutie, but uh, I, I don't. Uh, I do think I think they go with some sort of just the NBC Sports. They have an NBC Sports college football, which is obviously Notre Dame because that's who they're. Well, you know. they have one. They they have an old one up here. Well, this is not going to be it, but you can play it. That's super old. Yeah, that's old. that's super old. I think Joe, Joe Theismann was the quarterback. All right, today it sounds like a game show. You can win a new refrigerator. All right, you want to go? So I'm saying CBS, best college theme. Anybody, I mean. CBS kicks all of them by like a long, long yeah. shot. I mean, yeah, it's, I not even close. it's not even close. Okay, right, here's the one from last year. Um, Hit it, man. I'm trying to pull after an overtime win in Tallahassee. Okay, never mind. Nah, yeah, that's not going to work. All right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, let's go NFL themes. Shirley, first start with Fox. Fox. Hate it. Hate this thing. Chandler's looking at me like I'm crazy. I used to like this theme when Chris Collinsworth was on the pregame show. Today on Fox, the Commanders take on the Cowboys. <laughs> That's why I hate this team. <laughs> uh, it, see, I love this team. It comes right before a loss. You're watching Dan Snyder enter FedEx Field. <laughs> Through his yacht. <laughs> he has been on his yacht, so he cannot be subpoenaed to go to court. And he has just arrived. He's, he still has his Redskin hat on <laughs> as he enters the stadium. All right, let's go CBS. NFL on CBS. I do like this one. 
I do like this one. And I like it because it's also the song they used for Westwood One on radio, which we hear right. here on Pirate Radio. Tom Brady yeah. and the Patriots. In the NFL. On CBS. Sports Radio. The Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl. You got to right. deeper than that, Jim. Uh, it's hard to reach that depth. The Super Bowl. <laughs> the NFL. It's got to hurt. It's got. It's not hurting you. Hurt the you. NFL. It's got to hurt more than that. The NFL. God, this hurts so bad. You need to say the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. You can get deeper on the, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. All right, let's go NBC Sunday Night Football. Man. Alright, I gotta say this. Man. You just had a is, bad is day of fantasy weird? football. If this, is, is this weird that I say that this makes me depressed? Because it's like... Because it's Instant, ending? No, it's well, ending the day? There's and, one and, game left. I remember growing up, being ready to watch, but hearing it and thinking, I gotta go to school tomorrow. Yeah. There is and somebody. I'm not gonna be able to watch the whole game! Now today, you've lost money in fantasy football, you've lost money in gambling picks... There's only one game on left. I'm not sure you're going to be able to stay up to because you drank too much beer. Too much day drinking. You got a headache. Exactly. (laughs) But it's the NFL. All right, let's go Monday Night Football, the the classic on ESPN. Does it stand the test of time, Ellery? Monday Night Football? Absolutely. The theme does. That's the best. I think really, I mean... If you think about like when when Hank Williams Jr. used to do the thing to him, well, it's it. Monday night. Yeah. And we're ready to fight. We got the Cowboys and the Falcons on <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I think that. I mean, that used to get. I mean, that used to be the best part of the show. I almost used to cut the TV off. I think. Well, there's about to be, and you'll see this on uh, ESPN and stuff. That there's about to be a full bore push towards Monday Night Football being a big deal again. Because oh. they got Buck and Aikman, right? Right. So what a trade. Uh, and finally, don't forget, NFL Network has their own theme. Really? Let's hear that, uh, Shirley Rhodes. Got the, the bells, the chimes. It's the Panthers and the Falcons on Thursday night. The NFL Network always has an AFC North or South game. This doesn't match up with the quality of game you're about to get this is a good song so but the game's gonna be here's crap. my question if you had to pick one of them as your walk-in song and you and, and which announcer would you want and there's clip brock entering fedex field this one for me you would pick this mm-hmm. with the bells at the beginning i mean it sounds nfl film surely th- you know that was the first thing she said when it started playing very and theatric the hall, and the hall of famer long snapper chandler honeycutt coming through the tunnel Oh, it's this song in Mr. Big Voice. I would probably go the NFL. Mr. Big Voice. Nobody. CBS. Mm-hmm. As a walkout song. But my favorite song, I believe, is Sunday Night Football. Really? Yeah. It's just... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It's almost like a regal... like an, You know, like when kings enter... You know, big spaces they and have like an announcing. Al kind of Michaels, is Collinsworth about to do the slide in. Yeah. yeah. Big game. Yeah, I like this. One. But it's now Teresa. And then here's Carrie Underwood. Damn. Do we have the Amazon theme? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have a new theme. That's your credit card being swiped. <laughs> 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 you, 
You just or- you just ordered a whole bunch of Q-tips for your no total is. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna say NBC is my favorite, Chandler. Um, I grew up because the Panthers were on Fox all the time. We're on Fox. Surely hit the CBS thing. I think I'm going that. I just like the way it begins with that drum. I, I think over the course of the last decade, because the AFC games have been a little bit better in the playoffs and stuff, and I'm thinking of a snowy Foxborough, and they're coming in at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. It's the Patriots and the Steelers. NFL playoffs are next. Yep. Thank you for thinking of the Steelers. Got a little Thanks. electric guitar in there. I just, I like this one. CJ, what's your favorite? NBC, but this is the only one that's close for me. Now, there's no question the NFL on Fox pregame show blows the doors after all, all the other guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch any of those anymore. But <laughs> I can't be. pull up Facebook. Uh, so help me out. What so are we here? Going back uh, to Go to, what's the top? Jonathan. Jonathan says, "Welcome to Big Ten Game of the Week, Maryland at Rutgers." <laughs> Snooze. Mike P says the actual song for College Game Day is terrible. What oh, does yeah. what does put a little zing in your zang zang even mean? I thought they used to have a. I thought this used to be a Zach Brown song. It did. It was way better. Put it was a homegrown zing by Zach in your Brown. Zang Zang. Yeah. Well, don't they better. do, uh, what is it, like, coming to your city? By Big and Rich. Uh, that song stinks. To your city. You've never put some zing in your Zang Zang before? I might have, but I can't remember when. I'll tell you what. When you and get... I can't tell you what that means. <laughs> uh, Jonathan says, what about the Red Zone Channel thing? Oh, that's oh, a good go. one. Shirley, can you pull that up um, uh, okay. on YouTube? Are we discriminated against the Red Zone? Well, they don't it's not, have it's, a... That's yeah, the we cool, are. It's the cool, different. the cool thing about the red zone is when they have the countdown to when it starts. Oh yeah, and you know it's like thirty seconds, you know, and then it's like all right, wall to wall coverage all day right here on the red zone. I tell you what's more depressing for me than the NBC theme is the montage of touchdowns and Scott Hansen signing off a red zone. That's mm-hmm. that's depressing, but then you kind of get jacked back up when the uh, the next game gets going. Is this it? I don't know. I'm here for the next 12 hours, not taking a bathroom break, talking by myself about your 20 NFL games on Sunday. Commercial free. Oh, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So are you a Scott Hansen or an Andrew Siciliano red zone guy? I don't know the difference. Well, Andrew Siciliano has giant ears. Do they switch (laughs) off? Oh. No, I think he's... Well, Somebody how do you think he tuned in to all wrong. the games? <laughs> he hears all. I think that's DirecTV, and the other is maybe uh, cable. See, I yeah, I don't. But there are two different ones. There's two different red zones? Yes. Well, see, I only get cable, so. So you get Scott Hansen. Yeah. The OG, the so I, I, don't, I don't even know what you, this other Andrew Siciliano you're talking about. Yeah. Hansen. Gotta be Hansen. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Good discussion. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, that gets me jacked up for football. Are you fired up? Ready to go? You ready I for am. ready for it? When's the uh who's playing in the Hall of Fame game this year? Don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> We're fired up for football, but not that. We are fired up because it's gotta be coming up in like a week. I wanna say how many uh, you always say how many Sundays I wanna say it's the Raiders. It's the Las Vegas Raiders and the hey. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Ooh, Zay Jones go. versus old team. He won't play much, probably. 
What are you, the coach? First quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. Well, he is. He, right. He's only getting five snaps. Doug Marone here. <laughs> he does think he's the former Raiders coach sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I'm not talking about that no more, man. Get some emails over there. I can John. tell you right now, I ain't going to be in Canton, Ohio. I can tell you that that weekend, man. That's a shame, too, because you probably would have been a Hall of Famer. Okay. No, man. Super Bowl? We, let's not talk about it now. <laughs> I should have never sent those emails, man. LRB, we have three more, two more. It's not a two more. Two more Thursdays without football. Two more Thursdays. That's the Hall of Fame game is uh, uh, August fourth. Is that right, Chandler? Yep, August fourth. Oh man, Ra- at eight o'clock. Raiders Jaguars. You're all doing a watch along. <laughs> <laughs> and you could do it with Chandler or Gruden. <laughs> Can you do and it? Gruden was on Monday Night Football. Yeah. What if Clip? I'll Car- be Boomer. What if Clip Carry and uh, or Booger is what I meant to say. Yeah. What if Clip Carry? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And what if you did? It? Oh man, look at the arm on that guy, man. John, they never got me. Who I- is the quarterback for the Raiders now, man? <laughs> they didn't have email back when I broadcast, so I never got in trouble. <laughs> we just well, had Budweiser. <laughs> lucky guy man i did all my talking at the bar after dale murphy went three for four with two doubles and a win over the phillies dale murphy your uh favorite professional athlete of all time absolutely i think he was a, a great role model a great brave and uh was always on the superstation tbs right before mama's family doesn't really compare to secretariat though in my opinion so uh that's the next question can, can an animal be your favorite athlete <laughs> I think so. I I guess so. It's a free country. I think if those animals are competing in something, compete. They're competing. They're being physical. And look, they're, and they're they're racing their freaking tails off. <laughs> My favorite athlete is Andrew McCutcheon, but not McCutcheon. His bat, just his bat. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> no, it's not. Mm. It's an inanimate object. Bats can't talk. Horses can. Horses yeah. can make. Yeah. Noise. yeah. Ever met Mister Ed? Yeah. Think about that. Uh, I do have another. Do you have anything you would like to say today, Oliver? I'm just baffled <laughs> over the whole bat and horse comment here that we're going down, going down the, going down the the well here. So yeah. yesterday we we picked our ECU schedule, the the 12 games on the schedule. We ranked the games we're most interested in from one to 12. Mm-hmm. Chandler was. I, I say Campbell, and people look at me cross-eyed. Chandler's second. The the second most excited he is for a game is Campbell. Which makes no sense. He says, "Is is it? I, I, is it's it Mike, a house divided for you, Mike Minner?" No, it's, I think Mike Minner. I like that Pat White will be making a trip back on the sidelines. You're right; it makes no sense. But anyway, we did that yesterday. They're a they're a program in the FCS on the rise. Uh, the number one recruiting class in the FCS. So I think it's a program that is on the rise, and they've never been to Greenville before. There we go, Chris Haymeyer. Boom. Thank you. He's all in. Yeah. Uh, today, I want to go down the schedule and we'll say who. And, and also, before I say this, Dale Steele was their, <laughs> it was the first coach in their program's history. Before you say that? No one gives two humps about that game. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go now? Go ahead. All right. No one's going to buy the uh, Campbell hype. We're going to go down the schedule, and we are going to predict who will win the game if it came down to a mascot fight. All right. Mascot fight. Everybody ready? Yep. Uh, Pirates versus a pack of wolves. Pirate. I will take the pirate. With the swords, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as he's got the sword. Our pirate has a sword. Does our pirate have one of those old cannon guns? I think 
we are gunless i think you got yeah i think we may be gunless but maybe in like are we so we're just going straight up mascots yeah like are we going with like the real like pd the pirate mascot or no. are we just going oh, going think like Nickname. If, if pirates fought, fought wolves yeah pirates would win pirates. Right. now this one's pirates versus is it a, a, a monarch because we're skipping the the camels no, I'm going in order. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought the camels was the second. Game. We're gonna murder the camels. What is a monarch? Is it just a, a lion? Is it a? Is they it a do lion? have a lion, king of the jungle, but is it know. an entire monarchy? Like a? I'm still going pirates. <laughs> okay, uh, Ty goes to the pirates in that situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. CJ, a, a sovereign head of state, especially a king queen. Yeah, yeah they're weak. They're now, toast. They, they don't have their army. Have We're not taking on them. the king or queen's army. Yeah, no. we're taking on the actual king or yeah, queen. Absolutely, easy money. Yes, camels. Oh, those camels can put up a fight. Now they are fighting camels. They're spitters. They're not just normal mm. camels, but I still like the pirates. It's kind of like one of the. Remember the scene in Indiana Jones where the guy comes out and does a bunch of swinging with the stuff, and Indiana Jones just pulls out his gun and just shoots him. Yep, that's just kind of what would happen, I think, in a fight like like they, the camel would come out and like hiss and then spit, and then the, the pirate would take care of it. Gotta say, I don't know if I've seen Indiana Jones. What? Wow! And, uh, what? Wow! I've been to the live show at, at Disney or you know, wherever that they was. do that at the live show. I believe. I remember the big ball rolling. That's about it. Wow! Man. Let's get the ball. Rolling. You are a deprived oh young man. <laughs> hey, right, but you got. Uh, no, a week. Your assignment. You got about ten days until football starts. You, you need to watch all three Indiana Jones. The second yes. one's terrible, but you still need to watch yeah, it. There might even be four. My parents. Know. Yeah, there are. There are four. Let's see. There's well, Temple there's of Doom. One. Raiders of the Lost. Ark. Raiders of the Lost. Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark's one. One. Temple, Temple of Doom. Um. Some Crusade maybe. I can't remember the third one. The third, third one with Sean Connery is pretty good. Yeah, the third one with Sean Connery is pretty good because that's when they search for the Holy Grail. Yep. Uh, and then there's a fourth one that just came out that recently. Came out recently. Yeah. That's the Crystal Skull one. Okay. That one's not so good. But it's still Indiana Jones. You'd watch it. Cool, neat story. Yeah. Um, in my household, we could only afford Nebraska Jones. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. That's <laughs> so bad, but it was so good. That, <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't your best, man. Dude. Amy. Come on, dude. Man. Did I get a dude from just, Garrett Short? You got dude. The, you got the first dude. Man, first dude. All right. You're um, not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Pirates against the United States Navy. Now, this is a battle for the ages. Uh, I, unfortunately, I have to go Navy. On Support this one. the troops. Yeah, I'm going Navy. The, I mean, those if you ships have would just tear our ships down. Yeah. If you had an armada of pirates on ships versus an armada of naval ships. I'm still Navy. Still close, but I got to go with Navy. Have you ever yeah. seen Captain Phillips? They take down the pirates I went to the theater good. to see that one. Oh, I'd you have seen that yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we as Americans have to believe that if our Navy can't beat a group of pirates, then we got some issues. Right. But we, got a, we got a powerful Navy. Agreed. So this is our first L of the year. Yes. Pirates versus uh, some bulls. Some stampeding bulls. Go bulls. Uh, I'm pretty much going pirates on this one. Yep. Yeah, because all it's you got to do is yeah. Olay and a swing. That's it's it. It's going to be tough for an animal to beat a pirate, in my opinion. But... How about this one? A a green wave. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what a if green a wave one. is. Now, if it was waves plural, it would be different. But one singular wave, I think we can handle. It. I can our pirate swim? Don't don't know. I think this pirate could get rummed up and beat the green wave. Wow, <laughs> easy money. Pirates versus tigers. 
Yeah, I'm going Pirates. Now that's I, I'm more scared of the, that than the bull. Yeah, Agreed. I mean, you think you got that cannon gun or that sword? No, you're then, fine. Yeah. When you're saying pirates versus tigers, you're saying like twelve on twelve, eight on eight, whatever the number is going to be. It's going to be <laughs> an even one, deal. I guess. Yeah, I mean, or I one think, on one. I think that's going to be a tough one. Though. I think we win it, but man, at the end of it, we're feeling it. We got scratches, maybe some meat taken out of our arms. It's going to be a cat. Fight. Oh my gosh, we had to face two cats in three weeks. Two sets of cats. Will you stop looking ahead. Sorry. Gosh. Next up, the knights. Now they have armor. This could be where the game is played. And this year it's on our turf, which would be the water. I think we take them in the water if we uh, face them. Water's not turf. I don't think they're, they're, they can move as much. They can move as fast. So I would give the pirates a little bit more like you could run a, run around them and then you know, knock them over I think it would wind up being like one of those scenes from Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Bleed on me? Yes. It's a fight. I still have one arm left. He's hopping with one leg. Um. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'll go pirates here. Pirates versus cougars. If we're taking them over tigers, we're going to take them over cougars, yeah. right? Yeah. Got another cat coming up. Bear cats. Unless they're 45 year old cougars, then the pirates might get. Nope. Hey, dude. 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 What if it's Zach Wilson's mom? <laughs> dude. Dude. <laughs> it could, that that could be a whole new ball game. Yeah. That's a whole different ball game. We have to face cougars again. More cougars. God. And then cougars again. Uh, yeah, two sets so, of cougars. So these were the Utah cougars first. Yeah. And then these are the Texas cougars next. Yeah. Houston. So they're a little bigger. Holgerson's bigger. cougars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bigger and drunker. <laughs> Meteor. And hungry or something? Humble and hungry. Uh, yeah. Bearcats, easy money. How about owls? Are you familiar with the Michael Peterson, um, the murder in Durham? The staircase Somewhat. murders. Yes. Was there an owl situation? There's a well. There's an owl theory. They're trying to theorize if he didn't do it, what happened? And one of the theories is an owl got her on the head outside. She went inside, kind of foggy and bled. And I, they looked at the skull and like the markings, and it kind of looked like talons. This is a good time to uh, plug your podcast. Yeah, check out Crown Time, Clip and Judy Pirate Radio podcast. When you say talons, it makes me think of when uh, Jaworski had Julio Jones, the Falcon, in his basement. <laughs> Great memory there. That was an old uh, yeah. sports bar locker. That was a long time ago. Yeah, um, had a Falcon named Julio Jones. Yes, uh, Owls. I think we can beat Owls. I'd hope so. Unless they are now, are they? They're nocturnal, right? They could wait they till are. we're sleeping. And come attack. You know, pirates like to turn it up at night. So really, all we're afraid of is the United States military. Yeah, the I, Navy. I would think they, they would be, you know, that is a, the strongest yeah. opponent. All right. Versus mascots. Pirates, 11-1 and one this year. We're calling it. I like that. Pe- peach Bowl. Back in the Peach Bowl, baby. 30 years removed. All right. That'll be good stuff. See you tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Got my team name. Going to make some selections. Are you, so are you are you looking at the uh, candidates that you can choose from? And I'm looking at people's slot number, what they want. You know, <laughs> I'm just you know. I'm just, Do we need to have like a combine tomorrow morning? You just hope you get picked, Chandler. <laughs> Show up to F three tomorrow. You might be the first pick. Yeah, All right, there you go. There we go. Show yeah. them what you can do. Come out. See Look at this headlocker. I know. What'd you call me? Headlocker. Ah. All right. Dude. Dude. Uh, thanks, John. All right. See, see you tomorrow. Indiana, Nebraska. <laughs> we'll take a time now and come back. More to go. Hour one, Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Got the captains confirmed. Uh, They'll be here Wednesday at 3 when we play Survivor. One of the captains that will will go unnamed is... uh, asked to see the uh draft pool wants to start doing a little homework so i like the uh initiative that that owner is taking we'll see if that helps him tomorrow well we have it's gotta um, be molly so we'll have jonathan we'll have troy is molly gonna be in studio as i just said all three captains confirmed for wednesday three o'clock well i didn't know if molly would be over the phone all three captains going to be here, confirmed tomorrow, 3 o'clock. There we go. Survivor. Got it. Any other questions? This is the official press conference, pregame <laughs> press conference. Uh, yeah, Chill Honey Cup Pirate Radio. Um, how are you feeling about this uh, this year's uh, Survivor, especially after a, having two years off? Uh, how, how do you expect it to go? I'm very excited. For the first time ever, we're going to have a live draft. Uh, this will be our longest show. I feel like I think we did maybe one hour the first year two hours the second time we did it this will be the first time we go three hours although i'm expecting the draft to take up quite a bit of hour number one uh might be some traded picks futures involved uh, a lot of shenanigans a lot of a lot of talk back and forth because we'll have this crew here during the draft so could be some hurt feelings could be people feeling really good about themselves when they are selected if they're selected early so i'm i'm very excited about that part of it and of course the game itself so many twists turns rivalries created new friendships formed odd friendships formed mm-hmm. and uh looking forward to all of that hey question uh we have a uh, guy in the white shirt state your name and your affiliation yeah uh cj schaefer twitter not job clip i was wondering uh do you have a location picked out for this uh event yet um you would think that our location will be picked out months maybe years ahead of time as of this moment less than 24 hours away from the game beginning no we do not thank you you're, you're quite welcome channel honeycup boneyard banner um clip you've all have you always hosted this or have you ever participated yourself or i participated the first year i do not believe i participated the second year because there is a limit on how many people we can get into this game in years past we have used ecu coaches and administrators in the game um and i wanted to make sure there was enough room this time we're only doing hosts and uh also guests regular guests and pirate radio official employees uh yes sir hey uh cj schaefer greenville pd are you gonna need me tomorrow pd pd the pirate police department uh, are you going to need a uh, police dude. on hand uh if you are a police officer no we're not going to need you sir you're not going to need chris sutton at all we're going to need you <laughs> sir this is I'm a very tra- serious question <laughs> this could go south sir i'm trying to figure out how to word this 
we don't need you you need the gym next next question let's look at malcolm any more questions (laughs) any more questions for commissioner can you be quiet, please? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so there you go. John Moody just tweeted, uh, hey, Clip, Mark Lindsay RIP has four questions to ask. Rest in peace, dog. Uh, yes, uh, yes, Mark Lindsay, um, no affiliation as of right now, for sure, in terms of uh, not being uh, having a, a platform to write anything on. But uh, anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, walk us through uh, what Survivor is and how and, 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 and how do you go about it, and, t- and tell us a little bit about, uh, for sure, uh, how it is uh, Survivor, and, and do people actually die, and do people actually survive in terms of uh survivor and how it goes everybody will survive tomorrow's game not everyone will finish the game uh without being with be by being like you match up against this particular ball club as you come into this week and you know that's a, a pretty that could play you know uh at a higher level for sure uh so, so we've had morgan Ehlers <laughs> as redbeard He's uh, pouring one out for the homie. <laughs> pours one out for a guy who is still alive. <laughs> Rest in peace. Turkey got cooked up for Thanksgiving here. Survivor is a game where everyone will survive, to answer your question. Morgan Aylers did have to be medically evacuated uh, during one of our previous games. Uh, it is a game where you need to win competitions. You have to be physical. Physical. You also have to create strong bonds socially. Uh and to stay in the game so you don't get voted out so that is basically what survivor is there will be competitions there will be uh tribal councils as they call them where people vote out people from the game that was uh was that all four questions in one yeah. you, Mark? all right thank you a little bit for sure in terms of uh, thanking someone for doing something for me that i asked them to do thank you for doing that for sure uh, what do you turkeys got cooked up for thanksgiving here so, uh, any questions from... I do Jeff? want to say rest in peace, Pete Gunn, and rest in peace, <laughs> Mark Lindsay. Any questions from Jeff Connors? Uh, yeah, are we going to do any uh, exercises before we do anything? Because I know uh, that in Survivor, that there's a lot of physical... Uh, well, in relationship, too, uh, a lot of physical activity. So, are we going to... Maybe do some stretches, because if so, I would like to lead those stretches. Uh, if we do do stretches, that is a that is actually a good idea to uh, maybe do some uh, stretches before people get underway with that physical activity. And I think you'd be a great person to lead that charge. And um, by the way, I do want to say. Uh, thank you, Bubba Rosenbaum, for telling me to uh, make sure to implement the in relationship to uh in my repertoire uh when i'm doing my jeff connors so i appreciate that bubba uh but right now what i want you to do is do 20 push-ups ready bubba go why would they do that why would they do that <laughs> thank you good let's take a time out got a lot done how this was that segment. how was that jeff connors i i think you're getting better at it i think it's i think it's really good thank you i think you're doing a great job with good. it good Let's take a break. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one. Hour two, we'll talk to some voices. And voices are great to talk to because they talk back to you. (laughs) 
Dan Horde, play-by-play voice. Of In the, terms of conversation. <laughs> the Bearcats and the Bungles. Can't call them the Bungles anymore. My <laughs> mistake. No, you can't. They went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're the Bengals now. And uh, Jeff Charles also will join us on the program. Jeff will be on the island tomorrow. Or Minji's, wherever we have the game. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Pirate Radio football kickoff party is approaching fast, and tickets are on sale right now for only 10 bucks. 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to local charities, and you can join Pirate Radio on Thursday, September 1st at the State Theater in downtown Greenville, featuring 80s music by The Breakfast Club, plus many more special surprises. All you got to do is go to PR927FM.com right now to get your tickets before they sell out. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Dan Horde coming up in a moment. Jeff Charles as well. Some East Carolina news. ECU uh, Athletics announced that individual single game tickets for the seven regular season home games at Dottie Ficklin Stadium will go on sale Monday, July 25th at 9 a.m. Tickets for the general public will be available starting Monday, August 8th. So there you go. You can still get your season tickets. Package uh, starting as low as $125. And uh, you'll now have an opportunity opportunity if you are a Pirate Club member to get single game tickets Monday, July 25th, 9 a.m. And then if you're not in the Pirate Club, uh, General Public will be available starting Monday, August 8th. So there is some news there. Uh, MLB draft news. Yesterday we saw Carson Wisenhunt taken second round by the Giants. Zach Agnos, 10th round by the Colorado Rockies. I don't know anything. I haven't talked to Carson, nor have I talked to Zach. But if I had to pick one side or the other, if I was a betting man, I would say neither returns to Greenville to play baseball. That would be my prediction. I would say that, obviously, about Carson, about Zach, I've been thinking about what his decision will be. Um, And I think we did say what the uh, signing bonus was for him in that 10th round. Uh, Shirley, did we not say that yesterday? But anyway, we did not. Um, What's that? A signing bonus for what in the tenth round for uh, Zach Agnos? Well, the projected slot amount was one hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, whatever decision he does make, uh, I'm sure he's doing to do for the best of him. Zach Agnos. Thanks for that, Chandler. Um, we are keeping up on the draft today. Shirley, what round are we in? Are you still keeping an eye yeah, on it? Still um, looking for Bryson World to be yeah, called. Still, still waiting to, to see uh, Bryson World's name pop up here, but we're in the 16th round. So uh, only a few more rounds left to go. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, really at that point, you just uh, if his name doesn't show up, then we'll have to look for maybe a free agent signing somewhere. But uh, Or, undra- uh, yeah, undrafted signing so but right now we're at pick 493 so we're still waiting i'll say he goes 19th round 
You think so? To the Kansas City Royals. Okay. You got any predictions? No, but I like that one. If that hit, if that lands, I mean, that would be an all-time. I could see that happening. I, I mean, can you not envision it right now? The Kansas City Royals in the 19th round. I hope they have a pick in the 19th. That would be a shame if they don't. Because right now I have hope that that could happen. And I could be a freaking genius. I'm going to go 18th round Philadelphia Phillies. Mm, now I'm seeing that a little bit for sure in terms of him getting drafted. A little bit for sure in terms of CJ, what is your prediction for Bryson Morrill? 20th round and he's going to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> From a pirate to he's, a pirate. He's going to be a pirate. Uh, Shirley, do you have a Bryson Morrill projection? I'm going to go round 18. And I'm going to go a, a little bit in a different route. For sure. Uh, just because terms, there's a lot of connections. For example, we've got of, former Pirates in the Indians organization, St. Louis. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. 18th Braves. 18th Braves. 20th Pittsburgh. 20th Pirates. 18th Philadelphia Phillies. 19th Royals. Uh, What's your predict- prediction out there? Jeez Louise. Sorry, I just had a stroke. Um, but this, what is, this is strange. A burglary. You talk better when you're doing a, an impersonation than you do when you're being yourself. You or if he's that? ranting. Uh, because I, for the past like year, when I found out I could do impersonations, I spend more time <laughs> impersonating people rather than being my own self. Ah, so you need so to. So then be- I forget how. How do I? I need to do an impersonation of Chandler Honeycutt. Oh, you almost feel like you're doing an impersonation of how you should talk. Exactly. Wow, that is tough, man. But what is your prediction out there, folks, for Bryson World? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to fall in the MLB draft? Tell us now. Email us. Email us. Hit me up. Let's go on. to the emails. <laughs> Let's go to the emails. Hit me up on Yahoo Messenger. Yahoo. Uh, do that if you could. Hit me send up on a, Kick. Send us a MySpace. Oh, Kick. Good call. What yeah. is uh, now? What's Kick? Ah, uh, Kick was a uh, old little like messaging. A messenger it, type yeah, thing. and it it was like a group chat. You can have. I remember having like a, a couple of group chats. Yeah. With different uh, friend groups of people mine. would do that instead of actually yeah. texting. Used to you. have one like baseball. My baseball team had one. You uh, had friends, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Usually forced my way into those groups, but. Uh, <laughs> Hey, what are we talking about? Hey, where are we going? Hey, oh, you guys got kicked here? I got kicked. Can, can I be in your kick group? Boy, about that derby, huh? I'll tell All you what. Tonight? Hey, Juan Soto, do you see it? <laughs> Shout out to Chandler. Uh, picked the correct winner for the home run derby yesterday when we went around the horn, and he had Juan Soto. Yes, sir. So there yeah, you go. I, I bombed it. This is the second year in a row that I bombed it bombed badly. Who did you have? I had Ronald Acuna. Oh, yeah. And then the year before, I had Shohei, and Shohei did not show up. Shohei show up, show no. Show no. I had uh, a guy that lost to Albert Pools, so that's pretty embarrassing. Kyle Schwarber. Although he did advance out of the first round. Who? Pujols. I know. I had Kyle Schwarber. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you had Albert Pujols. Thanks for rubbing it in more. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) Uh, so there you go. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We will talk to the voices Dan Horde, Bengals, and Bearcats, Jeff Charles, Pirates. We'll uh, talk to those guys in hour two of Pirate Radio Live. More to go back with you after this. 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, uh, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers. For their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to a Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, just saw a tweet from Bob Pockress. Pockress. How do you say his name, uh, CJ? Fox or NASCAR reporter? Pockress. Pockress. I always see his name. I never hear it said. Pockress. He says, it is disappointing that Road America will be the race replaced by the Chicago Street Course. What does this mean? Um, they're doing. They're taking away a road course to replace it with, technically a road course, but is it? It is a street course. They're going to, basically, do something similar to what F1 would do, and they're going to race through the streets of Chicago. Is that exciting? I don't know. No. Nah. I would like to think so, but it's a whole lot easier to maneuver an F1 car around streets made for you know actual <laughs> driving. So it could be slow and boring yeah. and yeah yeah i don't know i mean i won't know exactly what to think of until you see it but i don't know i'd rather see almost like four lane like interstate racing or something right just like a straight line go crazy (laughs) yeah well i mean well there's there's, there's some turns but there's more room to do stuff yeah to pass to get your speeds up race through the uh, southern border of carolina go up 95 whoever gets into virginia first wins yeah you pass uh south of the border mm-hmm. and as soon as you get to the virginia's for lover sign that's the uh yep that's it checker flag we're here solving the world's problems as always all right let's continue our opponent previews 2022 we have knocked out quite a bit of these and uh we are now to the cincinnati bearcats Maybe uh, you look at them, NC State, uh, potentially the toughest games on the schedule for East Carolina in 2022. And joining us is the play-by-play voice of those Bearcats and the Cincinnati Bengals, Dan Horde. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Dan, appreciate your time. How are you doing today? Clip, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and we appreciate your time. I know your summertime is valuable, Dan, because once the fall rolls around, you are full go and uh, we'll talk a little bingles during this chat as well but want to talk uh, Cincinnati Bearcats final year in the AAC for Cincinnati and they and Houston uh, picked at the top of the American Athletic Conference and let's start there after the the magical season of 2021 Dan you lose Desmond Ritter you lose all that high quality talent on the defensive side of the ball and yet Luke Fickle's team still picked at the top of the AAC so how about just the the machine he has rolling there right now in Cincinnati to be able to uh, maybe still be on type despite losing all they lost this offseason yeah it tells you a lot about how well they've been recruiting in recent years it's been fantastic and I think it says a lot about the simple fact that Cincinnati has been able to hold on to Luke Fickle this long. This will be year six 
In previous uh, decades, Cincinnati has often had coaches that stayed for three years and then bolted for what was perceived to be a bigger and better job. So they've upped his pay to more than $5 million a year. They're doing everything they can uh, humanly think of to hold on to him as they prepare to go to the Big 12 next year. Do you think that move, Dan, maybe helps uh, Cincinnati in retaining Luke Fickle, that they do move up to the Big 12? There's still other schools, obviously, and, and who knows, pro teams as well that could come after Luke Fickle, but that's certainly got to help the cause a little bit if you're Cincinnati, right? I don't think there's any question about that for a very simple reason. Cincinnati became the first team outside of the Power 5 last year to qualify for the 14 playoff. But a million things had to go right for that to yeah. be the case. They had to be great the year before so they could start the season in or close to the top ten. That was the case. They needed to have a, an experienced, great quarterback, which they had in Desmond Ritter. And then they needed a bunch of help from the other conferences. They couldn't have multiple teams go undefeated in the Power Five or they would have been squeezed out. And everything kind of seemed to, to fall into place. And then, most importantly, they ran the table and had some great wins, including a road win at Notre Dame. So going into the Big 12, you don't need the perfect set of circumstances anymore. If you win that league, you will likely be in the discussion to go to the 14 playoff or maybe an expanded playoff going forward. So I think that's a huge reason why it, it should help uh, hold on to, to Luke Fickle unless you know one or two dream jobs come up, like uh, Ohio State, if that were to come up someday. Uh, he's an alum. He coached there for many years. That would be a natural one. But I don't think there are many jobs left on the list that he would leave for. And, Dan, uh, you see NFL talent. You saw a ton of it with Cincinnati these last few years. And across the American, across the non-conference teams you play, but when you, you take on an Alabama and you're able to call that game uh, right there with the, the bird's eye view of it, I, I don't know, did it look any different, the opposing team facing Cincinnati, than you've seen in a while? How, you know, how different was Alabama compared to the normal level of competition? The difference was up front on both lines, offensive line and defensive line. You still saw the difference between the Alabamas of the world and the best teams yeah. group of five. That gap is getting narrower Cincinnati didn't get destroyed, uh, but they had trouble stopping the run and they had trouble running the ball, two things they needed to do to have a better chance to win that game. So I guess that would be the biggest takeaway of going head-to-head with the Crimson Tide. They just weren't quite good enough up front. Dan Hoare joining us. Dan, what's the uh, quarterback situation looking like heading into the 2022 season? Who is filling those uh, big footsteps of Desmond Ritter? That's a TBA at this point. <laughs> in spring football, there were two guys that alternated with the first team, Evan Prater, a former Mr. Football in the state of Ohio, who, when he signed with Cincinnati, was the highest-rated offensive recruit they've ever had, and Ben Bryant, who's an interesting guy. He was Desmond Ritter's backup for several years. He got tired of waiting for the opportunity to play, so he transferred to Eastern Michigan. He was the starter at Eastern Michigan last year, uh, led the team to a bowl game, and then transferred back to Cincinnati. So those are the two guys that are battling for the starting job. Neither one really grabbed it by the horns and, and assumed control during spring football. So they will battle it out in a training camp coming up, and we'll see who the starter is when they open the season on the road at Arkansas. I mentioned a lot of guys on the way to the NFL from Cincinnati last year. Dan, but who are the key returners uh, for this 2022 roster? Well, I'm actually going to give you a name, an interesting name of a guy who's not a returner, uh, but he's a returner in the sense that he's from Cincinnati and he's come home. A guy named Corey Kiner, 
who was one of the highest-rated uh, recruits, running back recruits in the country. He went to LSU, and then when LSU made its coaching change this past offseason, he elected to come home. He grew up in Cincinnati, played high school football in Cincinnati. So he's not a returner in the sense that he was on the roster last year, but he is a very highly touted player yeah. who Cincinnati is thrilled to have. They lost their great running back from last year, Jerome Ford, to the NFL. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns, but they might have an even better replacement in Corey Kiner. Talked to Mark Daniels from UCF yesterday, uh, Dan, and, and he said, you know, the portal giveth, the portal taketh away. He said UCF is probably on the positive end as far as the new transfer portal rules go, as far as bringing guys in and not losing a lot of talent. How about Cincinnati? What's the, the net gain so far for the Bearcats? Are, are they able to retain guys, Dan, and, and at the same time bring guys in to help them out? Yeah, definitely a net gain situation for Cincinnati. They didn't really lose anybody that they really wanted to keep. They did have some players leave for other schools, but they were guys that left because they weren't likely to play. And as I mentioned, their starting quarterback might be a guy who transferred back to Cincinnati, and uh, their number one tailback is almost certainly going to be uh, Corey Kiner, the guy from LSU. One of their top wide receivers might turn out to be Nick Mardner, who transferred to Cincinnati from Hawaii, and there are players on the defensive side as well. So definitely a net gain situation for Cincinnati. Looking at the schedule, Dan, once again, a challenging non-conference schedule, which the Bearcats were able to go through last year. How about a, an opener at Arkansas, ESPN 330, on uh, September 3rd? Uh, that's quite a matchup to open up this season. And uh, go ahead and get an early test to see what Luke Fickle's guys have got this year. Yeah, that's going to be two top 25 teams to begin the season going head-to-head and a road game in Cincinnati's case. It's really interesting to me because it reminds me a lot of their opening game four years ago in Desmond Ritter's redshirt freshman year. They opened that season at UCLA in the Rose Bowl, and uh, going into the game, Desmond Ritter did not win the starting quarterback job. They had a returning quarterback named uh, Aiden Moore, who was the starter that day. He got off to a poor start. Desmond Ritter took over on the third series and never looked back. He was the starting quarterback for the next four years after that. So I don't know if we'll have that uh, a similar set of circumstances with Evan Prater coming in early into that game. He might be the starter uh, in that game, but it does shape up to be a similar way to begin a new era, uh, having to start the year on the road at Arkansas. Looking at the conference slate, uh, no Houston on the schedule for Cincinnati. They get uh, East Carolina at home. They get used to have UCF and SMU on the road. So you saw this last year, Dan. This is nothing new. Cincinnati has that giant target on their back. They were able to to use it last year and, and play through it and win the league, obviously, um, undefeated. But that's going to happen again this year and until they're knocked off the uh, top, right? Yeah, the target on their back gets bigger and bigger because they have not lost a regular season game or a conference game in the last two years. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty difficult to say. Uh, I, I think the back-to-back road games that they play at SMU and at UCF in late October, that's going to be very difficult to go to those two places in back-to-back way, uh, back-to-back years with a new quarterback and come away uh, with two wins. But they've surprised me in the past. Uh, the things they've accomplished in the last couple of years are mind-boggling, and uh, I, I wouldn't put anything past Luke Fickle. The job he's done is as good as any 
coach in the country over the past several years. Great head football coach there at Cincinnati, and I'm a fan of the the basketball coach there too, Dan, Wes Miller. Uh, how about year one of Wes Miller and the program he's trying to build there in the basketball program? Uh, any, any news on that front? Well, I'm with you. Uh, I think he's a great head coach and was a tremendous hire for Cincinnati. I think he's going to be uh, the, the Luke Fickle of basketball, honestly. I, I think that highly of him, in fact. Uh, a month or two into his first year as the head coach last year, I said to somebody, I can't believe he was still available. Uh, I'm surprised that another big school didn't grab him before Cincinnati was able to hire him away from UNC Greensboro. But uh, he did very well in the transfer portal. Uh, I expect Cincinnati to be one of the better teams in the conference this year. I don't know that anybody can compete with Houston yet uh, because they just keep getting better and better. But aside from that, I think Cincinnati's going to be able to go toe-to-toe with anybody. Dan Horde joining us, play-by-play voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats. And, and Dan must be living right. He got to call a college football playoff game and a Super Bowl uh, last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. And, Dan, you know, I guess the players and coaches are so week-to-week in the NFL that maybe they don't really think about it. But when you're going through that 17-game stretch last year in the regular season, the goal is, all right, let's just get in the playoffs and see what happens. I mean, did you ever think during the season you you were looking at a Super Bowl uh, team there in Cincinnati? No, I wouldn't say that, although early in the season they went to Baltimore when Lamar Jackson was still healthy. I think the Ravens had a five or six game winning streak at the time. They were in first place in the division at the time, and the Bengals absolutely crushed them in Baltimore. They scored 43 points in the game. Joe Burrow was great. Jamar Chase was unstoppable. That was the first time I thought that this team could win playoff games. And like you say, you try to get in and then see what happens. Uh, So I thought that they were at least a team that was capable of winning in the playoffs. And then late in the season, when they beat the Chiefs to clinch a a playoff spot and came came from behind from a huge deficit to win that game, that was the first time that I thought, hmm, they can beat the Chiefs in a game (laughs) like that. Well, maybe they can at least beat everybody else in the AFC and and that's exactly what they're able to do. An incredible run uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals last year, and it's obviously not a one-man show, but if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you're going to get left behind. I mean, what what does make Joe Burrow so special at the, the QB position, Dan? What doesn't he have, honestly? <laughs> I mean, he's a great player. He's a great leader. He's the perfect person for this franchise, being an Ohio-born kid who kind of gets what Cincinnati and Bengals fans are all about. Uh, let's face it, the Bengals picked the right time to stink <laughs> Yeah, when they yeah. started uh, 0-11 a few years ago and wound up having the first pick in the draft. Joe Burrow was there. Uh, there have been plenty of teams in, in NFL history and even in Bengals history that have had the number one overall pick and needed a quarterback, and there just wasn't a good quarterback, a franchise-type quarterback available. Well, in the Bengals draft, they could have had Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert and obviously would have been Mm. in great shape with either one. Uh, But they got the right quarterback for Cincinnati. And the good news is with Joe Burrow, I feel pretty confident that that's not the uh, only Super Bowl I'll have the opportunity to call. Joe Burrow uh, is the man there in Cincinnati. Dan Horde on the call for the Bengals and the Bearcats. And uh, I guess, Dan, with the Cincinnati Reds, 34 and 57. Uh, most of the talk there in Ohio is about Bearcat football, Buckeye football, Bengals and Browns football. Probably a lot of football talk going on this summer, I would imagine. 
Indians fans still are. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Their baseball season. Yeah, but uh, it's been a rough one in Cincinnati. They lost 11 games early, 11 straight games early in the year. They started the year 3-22. and <laughs> They've been pretty respectable. They're close to 500 since then. Uh, but when you begin a season 3-22, and you pretty much know you're not going to be playing meaningful games late in the year. So the focus here now is the trade deadline. What might they be able to get for Luis Castillo, who's probably the best pitcher uh, who's on the uh, the trade deadline market. And hopefully if they make that deal, and I think they will, uh, hopefully they wind up getting two or three great prospects that can help them be uh, dominant again in the future. Dan, uh, so you're obviously in tune with what's going on in baseball and, and you're, you're full bore come fall with the Bearcats and the Bengals. What do you, what do, you do during the summer, uh, during your off time? It sounds like you don't get a lot of it. So how do you enjoy your, your time there? <laughs> I actually do get a decent chunk. So when uh, the OTAs and mini camps are finished in late June, the Bengals players are off until training camp begins in late July. There's not much going on on the UC campus during that stretch, except for informal workouts in football and basketball. Yeah. So that is always my window to go on vacation. I'm actually just back from vacation. Uh, my wife and son and I uh, went to Iceland. Oh wow! Of all places. I uh, just got back over the weekend, and uh, if you've never been, if your listeners have never been, I highly recommend traveling to Iceland. But if you do, this is the most important advice I can <laughs> give you. Do not try the traditional dish of fermented shark. Oh, It is the nastiest thing I have ever tasted by 10. I mean, <laughs> whatever the worst thing is you've ever tried... It's delicious in comparison to fermented shark. All right. I, we learn a lot during these opponent previews, and uh, that's my one big <laughs> takeaway from today. Do not try the fermented shark if you go to Iceland. Uh, Dan, uh, always a pleasure to chat with you. Have a great rest of your summer, and uh, we'll try to catch up with you the, the week of East Carolina and Cincinnati. But uh, looking forward to another year of football, Dan. Uh, it's getting close, and uh, we appreciate you joining us to talk about it today. My pleasure. Look forward to chatting in November. Dan Horde joining us, uh, freshly back from Iceland. Talked about his trip and a gross fermented shark that he ate while he was there. And what, six, seven months ago, he was calling the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl on CBS. I have nothing to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to add to that. No, I wasn't going to. The Super Bowl. It's getting hard. The NFL. Nah, you're going backwards. You're getting cooler. NFL. That's pretty good. I do have some news. Stephen Igo tweeting out that Peyton Martin, who is an East Carolina commit, has been drafted by the Dodgers in the 17th round. So he has a decision to make. You would think this late uh, would be coming to East Carolina, but you never know. You never know how much money they have to allot to him at that spot. All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. The voice, Jeff Charles, is going to join us. By the way, we hope to be back on YouTube and Facebook Live at some point during this show. We're good. We're back up. We're back. We're back, folks. How are y'all? Good Good job, CJ. Great job, CJ and uh, Glenn from afar getting us back on uh, the video services. We'll take a timeout, come back. More to go after this. You're listening.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Great to catch up with Dan Horde, talking Bearcats, Bengals, football, and more. And now, we will talk to the voice of the Pirates. Jeff Charles joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, how you doing today? Cliff, I'm doing great. Excited about watching the All-Star game tonight. And congratulations to the two Pirates who have been drafted in the Major League Baseball draft here the last couple of days. So, yeah, we're kind of in full swing here at baseball in mid-July and of course, uh, football season, as we all know, is just around the corner. Carson Wisenhunt uh, to the Giants in round two. And then yesterday afternoon, Zach Agnos picked in the 10th round by the Colorado Rockies. And kind of, I guess if you, if I told you Zach Agnos would be drafted in the 10th round as a pitcher uh, going into this season, that would surprise a lot of people. And, of course, he's the Pirates' everyday shortstop came in in some really big situations this year for East Carolina out of the bullpen as a pitcher, was able to lock down some games for the Pirates. And sounds like I had heard this, Jeff, that, that Major League Baseball teams were looking at him as a pitcher more so than a position player. And uh, he certainly was a position player and had more at-bats than he did innings uh, and pitches thrown at East Carolina. But they're trying to see uh, what's best for their organization and for the player long-term. And it looks like that might be a pitcher for Zach Agnos. Yeah, it really does. I heard the same thing, and I think Colorado is the type of an organization that they're always looking for pitching because, as we both know, Coors Field is not the easiest place to pitch. And so they need they, they need arms and they need guys who can fill out rosters and pitching staff. So maybe he'll get a chance to pitch. Uh, of course, he's got a long way to go. you got to go up through the minor league system. And first off, of course, he has to sign and then go up through the minor league system and then hopefully he can get a chance to pitch uh, for Colorado, a former ECU Pirate. Jeff Hoffman pitched a couple of years in Colorado and is now with the Cincinnati Reds. So there is a little lineage there uh, as far as a Pirate going to Colorado and pitching. And we see it all the time in college baseball, these awesome two-way players, uh, these All-Americans. And it really... I don't know if our brains can comprehend how amazing it is what Shohei Otani is doing on the major league level, being an elite pitcher and also an elite hitter, because we see these guys uh, every midweek, every weekend, Jeff, in college baseball that, that do both and do it at a high level, but nobody does it in the majors. And and I think even though Otani gets a lot of headlines, gets a lot of credit and acclaim, it, it, we probably don't give him enough, Jeff, just because it's so unique and um, I guess uh, what I'm saying is we should appreciate watching him play because he is uh, he's one of a kind, at least at this point, in Major League Baseball. Well, he is an incredible, incredible talent that, quite frankly, Clip, we've not seen anybody like that since Babe Ruth back in the 20s and the 30s. Babe Ruth was both a, a pitcher and a hitter. And, of course, we all know what he did as a hitter, but he also was a pitcher. So it's very, very rare to see that. About the only thing you see now 
in Major League Baseball is a guy who is a position player who they put in games late when the game is out of hand, uh, usually when the team he's pitching for is down 10 runs in the 8th or ninth inning, and they're just trying to get through the game. I know the Tigers have a guy like that this year. His name is Harold Castro, and he's basically a utility player. And I think he's pitched in four games this year for Detroit in like the 8th and ninth innings when they've been down 8-10 runs. So you do still see that in Major League Baseball, guys who are kind of mop-up guys who are basically position players who come in to get a team through a game. But, you know, there's only one Shohei Otani, and what he is doing in Major League Baseball is basically unheard of. And it's just amazing when you think of what kind of a talent that guy is to be able to hit a baseball like that and also be able to pitch like that. I mean, those are very, very, very rare plays. The world uh, got to see Julio Rodriguez last night, another talented young player for the Seattle Mariners. Jeff, just to reset our conversation from last week where we said the Mariners and Orioles were the hottest teams in baseball, the Mariners still haven't lost. Uh, They now have a 14-game winning streak going into the All-Star break, second place uh, behind the Astros, but nine games over five hundred. The Orioles have lost a couple since we last chatted but still playing well and are 500 at the All-Star break. Everybody in the AL East, 500 or better this season. Of course, with the Yankees rolling things right now, 64-28. and 28, They put it on the Red Sox over the weekend. But it, it makes for uh, some intrigue the second half of this season. I was looking at the divisions, Jeff, and I think you can pretty much call the race over in the AL East and probably in the AL West as well with the Houston Astros. Dodgers are 10 games up on the Padres. So you've got some some divisions that are out of reach there so it looks like three divisions up for grabs three divisions kind of you can call it and then of course you got the wild card which is going to be a battle till the end but do you have uh, some good storylines things to follow the second half of this season yeah two wild cards in league now remember when it was just one wild card back in the day of course you had to win the division to get into the playoffs then they went with one wild card now you have two wild cards and Really what it does, it sustains interest in those cities who are having right at a 500 year, maybe a little bit better, that they do still have a chance to make the playoffs. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, again, it gives uh, these ball clubs a chance to draw some crowds in August and September. The carrot is still out there to play in the playoffs. So I, I really like the idea of them going with the second wild card. First, first off, I really didn't like it too much because I thought it watered down the playoffs, but The more I think about it, it it is good. It gives the Baltimores of the world still a a chance anyway. And when we talk about Baltimore, Cliff, what would be the odds when the season started that you would say we'd be at the All-Star break and Baltimore would be 46-46, and exactly at the 500 mark at the the All-Star break. So they've had really an incredible season. They've been so bad for so long. But now they have come back and... You know, you and I talked about this earlier. I think uh, this summer, a lot of mediocrity in baseball this year, just a lot of teams right around 500, maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit under the 500 mark as we get to the All-Star break. And, you know, some of these divisions are a lot better than others. The American League Central is a very mediocre division this year. Uh, It's probably Minnesota and Cleveland, and neither one of them are really setting the world on fire. And and I watch both of those teams play, and they're they're okay, but they're really not much to get too excited about. And then in the, the National League uh, Central Division, you know, you've got teams there that are not 
really great either, the Cardinals and the Brewers, but after that, the other three teams aren't very good. So, you know, it, it kind of goes by, by division, but the Yankees have just been incredible. And we've talked all season long, Clip, about offensively and defensively, and then, of course, their pitching staff and their bullpen. I mean, they're really just a terrific ball club. It's going to be tough for somebody to beat the Yankees this year, but anything could happen in a short series. So we'll just wait until September and see how everything plays out. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, I don't know the answer to your question. What would the odds be to have uh, Baltimore at 500 at the All-Star break? But I can tell you this. They're over-under win total going into this season. What I'm looking at right now, VegasInsider.com, was 62-and-a-half, and and they are already at 46. So uh, they are looking good. On the flip side of that, uh, just because you're on, I know there was some optimism for the Detroit Tigers this year. Uh, 37 and 55, their record right now. Their win total, they were looked at as, uh, you know, maybe having a decent year near 500. They were 78 and a half uh, for wins. So you've got some teams overachieving, some teams underachieving, as always, uh, here at the All Star break. Yeah, that's exactly right, Cliff. And as far as the Tigers are concerned, they have been like snake bit this year. It's amazing because I do follow them on a daily basis. And it's been one of those years for them that everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for them. Uh, Their pitching staff has been devastated with injuries. And then a lot of guys who have had good years and are good, solid major league players are just having bad years this year for them. And it's all come together at the same time. Guys like Jonathan Scope, as you'll remember from his days in Baltimore, really good player, solid player. He's He's had a rough year. Robbie Grossman hit 23 home runs for them last year. He's right at 200. Spencer Torkelson, who was the number one draft pick in 2020. And, of course, big things were really planned for Spencer Torkelson. And he comes out of spring ball, and they make him their first baseman. And he's batting 197, and he's back in Toledo. They just sent him back a couple of days ago to AAA. So, to this point, he's he's not worked out. Uh, their catchers have struggled. Their outfielders have struggled. It's just been a combination of everything. And, you know, Miguel Cabrera is in the All-Star game tonight at age 39. And, Cliff, he's been their best hitter, but he just doesn't turn on fastballs anymore at all or even try to. He's he's a guy that just tries to hit the ball up the middle or into right field. And he's been able to do that this year. But, he's you know, we all remember Miguel Cabrera is a, a big home run hitter and a doubles guy. And a guy drives in a lot of runs. Well, this late in his career, he's, He's still batting third most of the time, or fourth, but he's just trying to punch the ball to the outfield somewhere and get on base. So he's not nearly the player he was in his prime, or should he be at age 39. But my point is, he's still like the best hitter they've got on their team. <laughs> and he's hit only three home runs all season. And Javi Baez, they, they spent a boatload of money for Javi Baez, $140 million contract. And, you know, he's been a disappointment to this point. So... Like I say, uh, for, as far as Detroit is concerned, everything that could go wrong for them this year has really gone wrong, and they have been a big disappointment. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line on a Tuesday. We usually talk to Jeff on Wednesdays, but tomorrow, Jeff, we used to do this years ago on uh, the Sports Bar, my old show. It was it's the uh, you know most boring day of the sports calendar with no baseball, no, none of the major four sports being played. 
uh one of if not the only day of the year that that happens so uh we're gonna play a survivor it's uh it's a survivor simulator all i do is put the names of people in and the game runs itself and then it's our job to make it funny and talk about why these things are happening like why is jeff charles and shirley rhodes fighting at camp and why did troy d vote out his friend ellerby so uh we're gonna do that on wednesday i'm curious jeff you've got the the brawn the muscle um and the athleticism to to play a real game of survivor to live uh on your own for about a month uh, for a few weeks so do you think do you can you lie to people jeff would you have the social game to be able to win a game like survivor in real life <laughs> I, I doubt it seriously <laughs> cliff uh, i don't have the patience to <laughs> every every now and then i'll watch survivor or I'll flip around and I'll see that naked and afraid show, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I stay on there for about 30 seconds. So that's really not my cup of tea. Uh, but it's it's interesting, and it's interesting when you talk about all the different personalities and, and how they might work. But uh, that's something I've really never had a whole lot of interest in doing. <laughs> Maybe you can win the virtual game, Jeff, and you won't have to leave your couch. So uh, there you go. You can uh, win that one tomorrow. Yeah. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We continue to uh, get ready for some Pirate football, Jeff, and uh, talked to Dan Horde earlier on today's program. Talked some Cincinnati football. Interested to see what Luke Fickle and company have in store. Talked to Mark Daniels, UCF, yesterday on the show. Interesting, Jeff, that Phil Steele, and, and you know, he – he talks to all the coaches. He he does the research data. His, his word isn't the gospel, but he tends to know what he's talking about. He has East Carolina fourth in the AAC this year, and he has them behind Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston, the three teams that will be leaving the American this year. So you look at that and say, boy, Mike Houston has built a pretty solid team here in the American, and when those teams leave, ECU could find themselves on the top of this thing. It's possible, Cliff. And you know, one thing I don't think we've talked enough about is that ECU was five and three in the American last year and tied for third place in the AAC. And I don't know if we've emphasized that enough because we all remember it wasn't that long ago that the Pirates were in the bottom of the American Athletic Conference and things were not good and they were having a hard time winning games in the league. Well, last year was a big step forward. Now let's hope the Pirates uh, can do that again this year and you mentioned the three top dogs that are leaving, and especially in the case of Cincinnati and Houston, they're going to be preseason top 25 teams, and UCF is really right there knocking on the door again. So, yeah, I think it's a good news, bad news situation, Clip. The good news is the Pirates are not going to have to you know, match up with some of those teams, although I think they would like to because they're a measuring stick as far as how far your program has come. But the Pirates, let's face it, they've had a – tough time beating those three schools and they are moving on but that's uh that's maybe the good thing but the bad thing is you know the league is not going to be as strong once those three are gone so we talked about this last week uh we're looking ahead a year here to next summer and you know that schedule is going to get a lot different looking for ecu football and all of a sudden you're going to be playing san antonio and north texas and rice and UAB and Charlotte and Florida Atlantic, and that's not the same as playing Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. So, you know, things are going to be different. There's no doubt. Uh, college athletics, college football is changing almost by the day. And, you know, if you're East Carolina, all you can do is keep plugging along and, and doing the best that you can. 
That's it. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, always great to catch up with you, talk some sports. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll chat with you again next. uh, We'll talk to you next Wednesday here on the show. Sounds great. Always enjoy the visit, and always enjoy visiting with our Pirate fans. Thanks. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Charles joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap up Hour 2. We've got a big Hour 3 on tap with uh, her old friend Bryce Williams and also Nate Connor. We're going to talk some area high school football with the Vikings coach who has sent quite a few players to play at East Carolina. When you look at Holt Naylor, C.J. Johnson, and Bryce Weaver on the way. Got a lot of football coming up in Hour 3 of the program. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio On our social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 57,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. All-Star game coming up tonight. The American League has won eight straight All-Star games. They also had a previous streak, not counting the tie. Tie? 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 Ty. 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 In 2002, I remember watching that debacle. Uh, the AL had a streak of 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13 straight. Uh, what do you got, Chandler? And if there is a tie tonight, there will be a Ty. home run derby. Hi. Ty. I saw that, and I'm intrigued by that. I like that idea. That's something different. That's cool. Also, speaking of something different, I said this off the air to Chandler. I, he asked if I like the old format, 10 outs better, or what they do now in the Home Run Derby. I don't really care. I think the Derby is for kids. I enjoyed it as a child. I don't enjoy it as an adult. It's kind of boring to me, but I don't think this would be that cool either, but it'd be something different. How about like a uh, baseball horse where the guy comes up, says, I'm homering the left. If he homers the left, the guy behind him has to do it. Yeah. I like that. That's not a bad idea. CJ, because I mean, me most guys in the in major league can hit the ball so. where they, yeah, where they want to. CJ gave me a scrunched up face nod, like a. Eh, it's all right. It's all right. Just something different. I, I feel like I batters will say, be picky go. with the pitches because they have to get the right pitch, especially if someone hits one opposite field. They want to try to wait to get one backside. So yeah. I'm, I, I, I still like that idea. I still say that they should implement a lot of what the Savannah Bananas did down in Georgia. It play a little banana ball. I think that would make it much more interesting. And Shoot, I found the celebrity softball game way more interesting. Instead of a money ball like the three point contest, they should have a like a do the Savannah Banana have a flaming bat in the home run derby. And if yes. you hit a homer with the flaming bat, you get an extra. extra I'm down point. with that. Um, we got two guests coming up in hour three. We are we're taking your calls. We're live. 
So uh, if the guy that wants to call in twice talking to Shirley about how much the show sucks, if you'd like to call in and talk to us, because I could always use constructive criticism. And uh, look, we'll talk about what you want to talk about. Facebook Live, uh, Twitter, whatever. You can uh, you can steer the show in a direction. So to that guy, if you want to chime in, uh, please call us back right now, and we'll get you on the air. Uh, Rich asking on Facebook Live, will the live feed survive through Survivor tomorrow? <laughs> that is a side bet, I guess. Yeah. That is a I'm very gonna good question. No. <laughs> I'm going to put the odds. No is uh, minus, minus like 130. And yes is going to be plus 120. Okay. I would bet no. And uh, it's kind of out of our control. But good job getting it back on quickly, CJ. I'm going to say yes because I'm hoping that whatever bug is is messing around with this computer will work itself out by tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Once again, an East Carolina commit, uh, Peyton Martin, was drafted late in the draft by the Dodgers. So uh, it's all now down to, you know, will Wisenhunt sign, will Agno sign, will this commit sign with the pro team? I'm leaning yes towards the first two, uh, and I'm, I don't know anything about this Peyton Martin guy. I'm just I'm going to say no to him. Those are my predictions, uneducated predictions. And we all have predicted where Bryson Worrell will be taken. Are we in the 18th round yet? Where are we at? Shirley's uh, pick is out. I believe. I'm out because they're already in the 19th. Oh, here um, we go. Round and, uh, Royals. I and I'm out too. You're out because I went 18. The 18th round for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, well, uh, the Royals have already made their yeah. pick Damn. for this round, and it is not. It is Tommy Exactly. You'll never hear from him. Awful pick. Worst pick of the draft. Yeah. That guy. I, I am truly shocked after the season that Bryson Worrell had that he has not been drafted already. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really shocked at that. He's too old, and by that I mean these MLB teams are uh, pro teams are weird. Like if you hit a certain age, you're like you're no good to us anymore. Even though he has a decade plus of good baseball left in him, but that's how they look at it. So because he's like, what 22 years old, 21, 22. He's old. He was in, here for a good minute in baseball years, but still time to be drafted and uh, still a chance to you know make a roster. So. We shall see what happens there. All right. Uh, once again, all-star game tonight. Nothing else really going on. I mean, you've got like WNBA, maybe some soccer. It is uh, it is a dry time in the sports world. It's a terrible time. I mean, people enjoying summer and stuff, but no sports in a sports talk radio business is tough. But we do have NFL training camps opening up soon, which again is a very crappy time in the world of sports. You know why? Because that's when these major... I'm not like jinxing anything here. It's going to happen. We live... This is reality. Your major injuries, non-contact injuries to major stars happen in the next three weeks. There's more that happen now than happen like during preseason games. You'll get a couple in preseason games, but how many big-time stars are out? Like like last year, it was the... uh, Hey, he's not a major star, but I do remember a buddy of mine being at Trivia who I've been in a fantasy league with since 1999 or 2000, and he said, the guy this year, breakout, Cam Akers. 
and he was the first one to get hurt at training camp non-contact injury did he come back late in the season yes i believe, I believe he so turn i think he did against the tampa bay buccaneers in the playoffs mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it was a long road recovery we're talking july to january basically mm-hmm. but man i mean they've all hurt our teams i'm sure I'm trying to think of a famous washington carolina panthers the year they went to the super bowl lost kelvin benjamin in uh training camp to a non uh non-contact injury uh, it, it was his, his name steak knife <laughs> <laughs> nice chuckle there, CJ. sorry i shouldn't make fun of him <laughs> i shouldn't make fun of a man's injury yeah probably shouldn't uh but i am allowed to do fat jokes since i'm fat yeah so i got that going for and me. that he got <laughs> how about a, any steelers preseason injuries you can think of trying to think of a washington one i know there's been a million and yeah, uh, there my, has to be one. my mind is blank right now but i just hate that it is the no news is good news because the only news you get at a training camp worth a darn anybody can show a highlight and we're all going to go crazy oh this guy do you see this rookie he's gonna be awesome but it's no news is good news because all the real news that comes out uh of training camps are injuries or arrests we've kind of knock on wood passed the arrest portion of the summer Guys don't get arrested as much when training camp begins and preseason and the season. It's when they're looking for stuff to do. Yeah, like they're just bored. I, I need to go out and get arrested. Uh, we have almost, almost uh, got through that portion. Oh, Steve Hill with one. Hey, whatever happened to this guy? Darius Geis, his rookie year, got hurt. That was about the best news that came out of Washington for Darius Geis. Yeah. He disappeared off the face of the earth after some allegations. Uh, So, yeah, no news is good news portion of the uh, NFL season. We will talk uh, fantasy football on Thursday with CW. CW. We'll go over the NFC North and the NFC West and uh, talk more NFL news and notes. And, of course, uh, Tony Tony Dunn on Friday will join us in the 4 o'clock hour to talk NFL. We'll talk some high school football coming up next hour, some ECU, and maybe a little NFL as well with Bryce Williams, former ECU tight end, and Nate Connor, the head football coach of the D.H. Conley Vikings. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, hour three of Pirate Radio Live, and uh, we're going to talk some football this hour. Chan Man's still here, but also joining us, Bryce Williams. Hello, Bryce. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see y'all. And the head football coach of the D.H. Conley Vikings, Nate Connor. Conley football back on Pirate Radio for another year this fall. We're excited about that and uh, excited 
Glad to talk to you, Coach. How you doing? It's a pleasure to be here, Clip. Uh, it's always fun to be here right before the season starts this time of year, and uh, it's really exciting because we know what's coming ahead. You do that. Uh, you do know that, but who will be the personnel on the field, and uh, <laughs> and how will the season go? We'll talk about some of those topics with you coming up this hour. Bryce, uh, what, we're talking some football practice and things like that. What do you, what do you remember about high school football when you think uh, back to it? Uh, but you know, I was super excited, you know, especially when uh, you know fall camp started, and you, then you got to go through your whole helmets, and then obviously first day of pads, you know, is always exciting. And I um, see, so yeah, we always thought, you know, of course, in high school, it's always nice, like because we practice right at the fall camp in the afternoon, evenings. Well, the some of our cheerleader friends, they would like to come and come to practice. So oh, okay. Of course, see, that made you want to like sort of play even harder and stuff so i do remember that and it was uh so that was fun to either have them out there or they'd be practicing somewhere so yeah. you're always trying to just be a little extra and look a little better there you go get some motivation for <laughs> yeah. a good practice so what was a uh tall lean stream bean uh bryce playing on friday night so oh i was a, i was a receiver oh yeah so i was all the road uh, yeah, we had we did uh, we threw pretty good. Right. I think we ran just a smidgey more, but yeah, I was on the right side, which was like our D receiver, um, you know, which would be a Z in college and stuff. So yeah, I was out there um, singled out, and it was it was a fun time. Good deal. And coach, uh, y'all sling it around a little bit, or at least you have in the past. We like to throw it. We like to you know, I think a lot of people generate that with us, and because we've had a lot of success with it, we've had some good players come through it. But we always want to do what the defense gives us, and you know that's what we like to tell ourselves. But we we're not afraid to throw it around. How about the the QB position this year? Uh, who are you looking at? You know, we have a young man we're really excited about. He uh, he's going to be a senior this year. He was our backup last year, and uh, he's a great athlete. His name is Jason Herring. And he played defensive back for us last year. Speaks to his athletic ability. Can really run, too. Um, but he's very intelligent. He has, he has handled this summer really well. And uh, we're really excited about the possibility of what he can do for us. What year are you entering as head coach? Oh, you're putting me on the spot here, Clip. I think this will be technically my ninth season wow. as the wow. head coach. And Because I, I, I was thinking back to previous quarterbacks and the success they had at Conley to kind of move them to the next level. So... Last year, quarterback uh, Jackson, Bryce Jackson, Bryce Jackson, he is playing what uh, college baseball? No, he's going to Winston Salem State to play football. Football, okay. And uh, he's going to play quarterback at Winston Salem State. So awesome. we're really proud of that. We had another young man, uh, Nick Hamilton, who was before Bryce, uh, who did a really fantastic job for two years um, after Holton. Holton's obviously still yeah. playing and uh, doing a great job at East Carolina. We're so proud of him. And Nick Nick did a great job for us, too. And I just went through my head. It's, hey, this is my eighth season. Okay. And so just, just to clarify You're not that, that old. For all the trolls out there. <laughs> <laughs> and was Davis Kirkpatrick, was he during your – Now, Davis Kirkpatrick was a heck of a football player. You know, he was a great pitcher at East Carolina and did really well. Coach Kirkpatrick's son. Uh, so our, my first year as an assistant there at D.H. Conley, which was Coach Brian Paschal's first year, we, we kind of, he took the job, and I came in there and started working with him. And Davis was a sophomore and he that year. And, man, that group of kids really turned the tide of Conley football. But Davis played a lot of quarterback that year, and then he started every game 
his junior and senior year and was a really good player and a good pitcher here and now he is doing some coaching I yeah believe, i think he's, he's down in brunswick county at brunswick yeah. community college i'm pretty sure is the pitching coach doing yeah. a great thing we're really proud of him too uh so we had will bland on friday and will uh, the politician he is i asked him about the league and he like went through every team <laughs> and complimented everybody and everybody's great uh but for conley he did mention the name and, and he said crumpler and it's a famous name around these parts uh, of course but a young uh uh, crumpler there at dh conley is uh is starting to turn some heads he's already turned heads at east carolina with their football program but isaiah crumpler is that the name that's the name and and what a phenomenal young man uh he is he is he's a total package when you talk about what you picture a student athlete to be he makes phenomenal grades he's so respectful he's a great teammate he's very humble um He's not. He's got. He's got an offer. He generates a lot of attention, but he's not out somebody out there bragging about it or anything like that. He does it for the right reasons. He's got a great head on his shoulders. His family has raised a great son, a great young man, and he's a special football player too. What position is he looking to play? So Isaiah really doesn't come off the field for us. He he does a little bit of everything, um, and when we try to put him in those situations. Uh, as well he plays receiver force on offense he's a very gifted athletic offensive player um, but he also plays safety for us on defense um, and he does a great job back there he, he he's a leader back there on the back end for us and he covers well he's not afraid to be physical uh, and, and tackling and, and then he also returns punts and kicks for us so he he practices extremely hard he puts himself in a, in a great conditioning level that allows him to stay on the field all the time in a perfect world, you'd like to have 11 offense, 11 defense, and not your like right tackle going in to kick extra points. You'd like to have a guy in every spot. <laughs> but high school football is not always that way. So how many guys uh, do you have going to? You know, it? we have a lot of guys that are kind of Ironmen like that. Yeah. Isaiah is one that probably does it the most where he runs a ton. Like when you think about a wide receiver that runs vertical routes, and you don't always get the ball. Bryce can probably attest to that. Like you'll run a fade and – run 40 yards and run back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And yeah. that wears on you in the wear and tear of the game. But then he goes back and he covers those routes too at safety. So we have to be very smart with that. But Ryan um, Ryan Carter's one that doesn't doesn't play as much offense, but he has the ability. Bryce Weaver, uh, yeah. the offensive line who you guys had on a couple of weeks ago, will play some defensive line for us. Um you know, so we we have those guys, a, a defensive back, Jai McCuller, who who has the ability to play some receiver. He's very athletic at receiver and defensive back. So we, we got a good mix of those guys. Enjoy talking to Bryce Weaver and, and looking forward to seeing what he can do on the field. But what I came away with seems like a very respectful young man and, and a really good kid. You know, I listened to that interview. I was so proud of him. And I thought he, he sounded like a seasoned pro on here for a <laughs> yeah. high schooler. Bryce has a infectious personality um you want to be around him people gravitate to him he's very funny and uh but he carries himself very well but when it's time to strap those hel- that helmet up he, he goes to work at practice and, and on the field he's, he's a great player coach uh, what's the offseason been like for you guys how much work have you been able to get in and how much you know kind of rest do you give the guys you know our, our, our program we take a lot of pride in it our boys that are in our program work really hard year round now we encourage our guys to to play multiple sports we want to see him like bryce plays basketball isaiah plays basketball jason plays basketball um we have some other people cooper cooper markham um you know to, to play basketball jalen reese it, just going on we got guys that run track and play baseball too like bryce jackson who's going to winston-salem state was played center field on our baseball team but our guys work year-round in the weight room 
Um, they do a good job of, you know, we think our players are, they set the culture for our school in a lot of ways and the way they conduct themselves and, and do those things. And I think that's very important what you get with high school football. When it comes to the summer, um, we start out right when school gets out and we go four days a week and we lift them. We, we practice, we're able to get out on the field and practice. Uh, and then we've just had two weeks off with the 4th of July and the state dead period. Um, and then we're back at it this week. We got this week and next week, and it's August 1st, our official. We kind of consider fall starts August 1st. The summer's over in August for us. And the games come quick. They uh, do. Once you get into August. Although, has it, has it been pushed back some from previous years? Looks like you're playing uh, the last Friday of no, August. No, we play August 19th. Is oh, I always miss that opener. Uh, yeah, Laney. The, the, the very first. Up. We actually play a month from today. The 19th go. of August, we kick it off at Laney in Wilmington. And... Uh, we go 11 weeks straight with one bye week in there, so we play 10 games in 11 weeks starting the 19th. Yeah, and, and the further you go, obviously the more games you play. I think Rose played 16 games last year. That is a yeah. lot of games. It's, it's, you know, it's an NFL season. Not, yeah. Maybe not now. I guess they play 17 or yeah. 18, whatever it is. But that's what that, people don't realize that, that when you if you make that run – it's a phenomenal special ride that I've never had the, the pleasure of getting to go all the way to end of December. It's a long grind. Now, those those months in November and December are special, and I think that flies by. But when you think about, like, we lost in the first round of the playoffs in early November, the second week of November, and Rose played all the way another month later. It's a long season. Talking to Nate Connor, head coach of the D.H. Conley Vikings. By the way, Bryce, did they ever let you uh, try to tackle anybody in high school? <laughs> I did play a little bit of safety, actually, okay. a few times. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, – I do have a pick under my belt. So. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that defense, that's just different for me. I mean, I enjoyed it, but uh, I figured I'll just get my tackles if quarterback throws an interception. I'll just try and tackle. There you go. I've uh, And I talked to Coach Bland about this. I'll ask you, Nate, that, like, it's always kind of been this way. Everybody wants to be the quarterback, the running back, the wide receiver, but – maybe even more so these days you, you want the spotlight on you so is it difficult i mean i guess you as a coach you got to say no son you're you're a db or do you have those guys that are out there that want to hit that want to tackle well i think you definitely get those guys that enjoy playing that side of the ball and they're bryce is right defense is a little different you, you in the way you play it and there's some guys that just feed off of delivering the blow um now when it comes to high school's really different right you get an eighth grade kid and that's a rising ninth grader who maybe has never played football, whose body has not matured yet. So they might come in and be a certain size and want to try something here, or they've been smaller and all they've done is ever throw the football and they don't realize they're an offensive lineman. So it's it's kind of getting those young guys to realize all 11 positions that go into football. And yeah. hey, you might have these aspirations because this is all you know with football, but this is what it takes to have a successful football team and this is where we need you so we kind of start at that young age hey we'll give you an opportunity to try wherever you want but we're going to see you and we do this and we understand and if we think you're probably going to benefit us more on the offensive line or your athletic ability probably fits this area where you're working in this smaller space as opposed to out here in open space it kind of takes care of itself. And, you know, in the NFL, if you've got a quarterback, man, those offenses are tough to spot, stop. College football, they'll spread you out and, and score 60, 70 points. How about high school football? You, you know, you've got your traditional teams that just ground and pound you, but also they're spreading it out. How tough is it every Friday to to play solid defense? To stop that, that's where it's really hard in defense in high school. Like, you, you know, you look at East Carolina and now, not, now East Carolina in their conference, they have to deal with Navy every year. Yeah. And that's something that you hear them 
them always talk about everybody in the league talk about we have to worry about navy but most of the time in college when you're recruiting those special sets that you're seeing a lot of the same offenses every week. Not to say that every everybody has their own wrinkles, but we'll go a week, like we'll scrimmage Tarboro, who's a full T, smash mouth down your throat. And we like that because it brings a physical aspect to us. But then we'll see wing T. We'll see, we have a couple of option teams uh, in our, our conference. Newburn does a great job running the option, but so does Jacksonville, and they, they do it a little differently. And then you see offenses like Havelock and Rose who can spread it and throw it all around. So you have to make sure within the scheme of your defense that you can handle all those things and this past friday we might have just played a spread team that was in empty and had their quarterback throwing the ball 70 times and the next week we might go play the wishbone or you know the flex bone and the option at newburn and they're going to hit play action on you to throw you keep you honest but they're gonna they're gonna take their three yards and run the clock down and do that and you have to be ready for that man that sounds like a headache i, I always hear you know at ecu they don't just start preparing for navy you know the monday game week they do mm-hmm. it in the off season yep. so how about you are you kind of telling your guys the, the different offenses they'll see throughout the the calendar year well that's a big part of what we like to do in the summer is is give these guys an opportunity to establish what our base scheme is and we talk about our rules and if we were to get option here this is what we this is who would have that responsibility this who plays this and we're able to establish that and then as we get into that's what sets the structure of our defense that can handle all those things uh and then and then we will try to get into that game week mode when we're facing that to be able to focus on those fine details of it. Nate Connor joining us. Chandler and I have August 8th circled because we love barbecue and we love free barbecue. <laughs> we'll be at Parker's uh, for the Big Carolina 3A, 4A meetings there. And at that time, Coach, you'll have to put in your uh, coach's poll. Yep. And that seems like a difficult task, too, with all these tough teams in the league, right? It is. And I think, you know, that's what – that's what's challenging about high school football too is who graduated what are they replacing you right. kind of base that stuff off of well you look at what teams jvs were like what they have coming back and um but we got some tough teams in our league you know they got a lot of good football players coming back with with newburn and havelock were really good and craven county always plays a great brand of football and, and rose played for the state championship last year so uh will blandy and this was a joke i'm not trying to throw rose under the bus because i'm a conley guy but he said uh we got a guy in the transfer portal and again it was a, it was a joke but how uh, you know what are the rules on that these days i mean that, i remember just being in high school and like man south central and rose are getting all these guys like yeah. what are the rules on that these days <laughs> That's a touchy subject. Oh, is it? I didn't know. I was no, not aware. You know, of. it's interesting, and and our county has some specific rules um, to where kids can transfer. And I don't want to say the wrong thing right now. Um, so they they can they can transfer to certain schools within the county, but like our school, they can't. Um, within there's just with between open enrollment, but that is not athletic based. So a kid can't necessarily just transfer athletic based in open enrollment he has to sit out a year if he does choose to do that has to be academic reasons why he wants to transfer school now if a kid has a a, what they call a bona fide move where he changes addresses and move into the district then then he is able to do that um but so there are different parameters and the state kind of they don't just allow kids to transfer from school to school but they do leave it up to the local area to their you know the district to decide how they want to handle that Mm -hmm. and you know, so th- there are some schools that have kid that, that can get kids to come into their school, but they can't necessarily play right away either. So, you know, there are some things. But at, at DH Conley, you know, we focus on coaching the guys we got. 
now if a kid moves in and as their family moves in, then it gives you the opportunity that kid can do that, and that kid can play right away. But if you have a young man that just moves schools because he wants to, he has to sit out for right. a year. I mean, you're not at the point where you're actively like looking at area kids and trying no. to I mean, yeah, no. good. Because I do feel like it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world if that were to happen. Well, and you know, that's what we see with college football now and everything else. And I think it's all a trickle-down effect. And I think people see that. And I think, but I think what's a shame with that sometimes is, is you see that, I I don't think people make the smartest decisions sometimes. They make decisions based off of what they might see in the media portrayed. And they don't always know the full story there. And then sometimes make people make some bad choices. And, and just like with the transfer portal, some kids make a bad choice with that too. Nate Connor joining us. There, there's travel baseball. There's AAU basketball. I guess the equivalent for football would be your camps maybe. And you know, the, seven on seven, that kind of stuff. There are seven on sevens. And when you're starting to see more and more with seven on sevens pop up, excuse me, pop up leagues happen. And uh, then when you go to certain campuses, like ECU has those big seven-on-seven every year. They do a fantastic job with it. And sometimes you'll see some travel teams, kids from different areas starting to play with that. I think that's where some of that is. But football's a different animal. right? And uh, so you don't necessarily have that. There's nothing like pure high school football and recruiting, I think, still comes naturally from that. And uh, speaking of recruiting, and how's uh, the relationship seems to be pretty good between East Carolina and and D.H. Conley with all the Vikings uh, becoming Pirates. But how about your relationship, not just, I guess, with Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, those guys, but uh, across North Carolina and in the area? You know, how much of a communication goes on there? Well, it starts out here locally. I think Coach Houston and their staff do a fantastic job recruiting. Um, I know recruiting is a big thing, and everybody's very in touch with that uh, in the media. And I will tell you this, East Carolina does a fantastic job recruiting, in my opinion, and they've always been great to us. And we're local, but I think they cover the state rail well. And I think that's important to Coach Houston because he was a high school coach at one time. Right. But I think our whole state does a great job. You know, Coach Doran at NC State, they do a fantastic job. Coach Brown, always kind of known for his recruiting, and, and they've been great to us. And um, you know, so you're able to build relationships with the Dukes, and, and their new staff's been great so far. And like Coach Boyette, who's the receiver coach who came from Duke, yeah. I had a great relationship with him already. It's great he's coming here, but because he recruited from Duke, he recruited D.H. Conley, and, and he recruits our area. That was, you know, that's exciting to have him at ECU now. And uh, I, I just think our state does a really good job with recruiting our local kids. Nate Connor joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Bryce Williams is here. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, go Pirate Radio outdoors with Bryce, see what he's been up to. Uh, maybe talk a, lot of pirate, a little Pirate football as well. And uh, we got to make you a winner. We'll do that after this next segment. All here on Pirate Radio Live. More to go on a Tuesday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock, Chandler Honeycutt, 
Nate Connor, Bryce Williams going to rejoin us in just a moment. Also, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer. Looking forward to another uh, high school slate. Glad to have D.H. Conley uh, High School Football back on Pirate Radio this year. And uh, got a lot of games coming your way beginning on August the 19th. It'll be East Carolina. Uh, I say East Carolina because they got that East old ECU logo. Laney taking on D.H. Conley. And uh, Coach, you say official practice begins August 1? Yes, sir. Right? Yes, August. sir. August 1st. Monday, August 1st is, you know, that's when we are allowed to, like Bryce thought, we start with helmets, go into uh, shoulder pads after a couple of days. Then we can have contact on the sixth day, which is Saturday. That's when our clock starts. Then we can scrimmage uh, the following Wednesday. And then the next week is when we start game week. Which So that third week is a game week, and we play Laney on that third third Friday. And every coach is different. Every team is different. But how about as far as contact goes? How much hitting do you like to do preseason? You know, guys? I think a big part, and again, this is when you go back to you got to figure out, you got to establish a level of toughness, right? And I think you can develop that. I think, but you have to get hit in the mouth and you have to keep doing it. And so we, we really try to do as much as we can with our younger guys to get them to teach them the proper fundamentals of tackling um, and then get them used to what contact feels like, what it feels like to hit somebody and do it in a safe way. We have limitations within our state um, with how much, how many minutes of con- full contact to the ground, taking a guy to the ground we can have uh, each day. And then with our varsity, we'll do a lot of it in that first that first day opportunity. We'll be very physical. And then we'll have some live situations, and but we're also you know we want to figure out who's going to be physical, not there too. Not say we just have it all figured out with our varsity, but we have to be smarter to to keep guys injury prevention and, and everything. And I think that's with, with the growth of the game, um, you know. But we're always got pads on most of the time where we are especially monday through wednesday our linemen are fitting with hands on we got helmets on you know we just might not take you to the ground you know take the chance of a kid's head hitting the ground too and taking that extra impact it's it's more of fitting a guy up that kind of stuff and bryce uh we've talked a lot about your your favorite least favorite part of practice is you you really enjoyed the hitting part right like you you like yeah, to mix was, it up in practice yeah it was fun when we go like team you know uh, team, you know, so it's eleven on eleven and a little more physical, obviously, than seven on seven stuff. So I, I enjoyed banging around a little bit. <laughs> All right, uh, coach, you done any fishing lately? You know, I, I just went on a trip uh, on vacation. My wife and I did, and I got to go offshore. Caught caught a wahoo. Here we go. Uh, nice. Caught a couple mahi as well. Oh, so we got to do that. That was fun. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. the most I've done lately. Nice. Where'd y'all hit? Where'd y'all go? So we were out of the country. We were down in Antigua. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So it was pretty neat to go down there and go offshore down there and see be in the water out there. It was pretty cool. But you didn't have to go as far. Antigua, no, like literally, land, you you, you could see land the whole time. I've been yeah. out here, and you got you go thirty miles, forty yeah. miles off, yeah. and it's it's a two hour boat ride. Dang. You know, we were kind of trolling. Once we got out of Little Harbor, there yeah. we kind of put the lines out, and and we're rolling. Yeah, that's the nice part about being down there. All right, well, let's get an update from Bryce Williams. Bryce, uh, what you been up to in the? Oh uh, well, of course time? I was in, you know, Winston this week, so I was able to. I was banging a golf ball around a little bit, and when I say banging, I mean I was everywhere. So as far as do you want to tell your score? I wasn't terrible. It was in '91, so not double digits. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't too bad. But then um, I've been working on, you know, uh, we got a piece of property in Greene County, so I've been working on uh, like the hunt lanes there. So I've had those cleared and trees cut and you know the underbrush, and I've been dragging the dirt and all stuff to get the you know fresh soil up, and uh, we just sprayed for weeds and stuff this week and then hopefully next week be planting the food plot 
It should be starting to build the tree, uh, tree stand, you know, box stand, I guess, now. So, the off season um, prep work. The off season prep your work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Anxious is, will be the first, you know, season, you know, on the land. So, we've seen some deer tracks, seen some does, but we've been obviously heavy in there. So, they're not going to be as present at the moment. But hopefully, by about mid August, things will quiet down and I can just start feeding them. And only time I'm in there is uh, checking trail cameras. So, when is the, uh, the season begin? It is middle of September, I think. Okay. I think both season months. is middle of September. So um, I'm anxious. I'm, hopefully I can have some good stories in the fall. So you've been on dry land then? No, I've been no on dry land. This, this week I've been on dry land, yeah. Okay. I was, I've been walking a little funny. I've been used to you know being on a boat. Are you, I know. Are just, you shaking? Um, Are you like yeah. itching yourself? I'm feeling a little bit, but hopefully this weekend will be different. <laughs> um, Saul recently just came across the Brad Paisley song, I'm Gonna Miss Her. Yeah. You ever had it? I mean, Anna seems pretty chill, I guess. She actually everything. does a wonderful job of allowing me to go as I please on the fishing. <laughs> but I, I obviously morally know, I guess it's morals, right? If I fish, you know, all day Saturday, well, not all day Saturday, but most of the day Saturday, I know I'm hanging. You know, I'm you police day. yourself. You I know when myself. to go. Oh, yeah, yeah I wouldn't yeah. abuse it. I mean, she would, like, let me, but I know right. she'd be like, why well, you know, I'd like to hang out. So, uh, yeah, she does a good job with uh let me because she knows i mean obviously if i don't get out of the house i'll probably be bugging her more so you know being with her all weekend rather than having my time on the water so uh she does a good job we talked to dan horde earlier he is the play-by-play voice of the cincinnati bearcats said he recently returned from iceland mm-hmm. and uh, said it was awesome great trip but he said one thing to, for you not to do if you go do not eat the fermented shark mm. and uh he said it is the worst thing he's ever had and the worst thing you've ever had is not as bad as the fermented shark yeah and i'm looking that up right now can you say that word that word ha- hackerel ha- ha- i'll just say hawk harrell hawk harrell hawk harrell sounds like a southern word yeah uh dish of iceland consisting of a greenland shark or other sleeper shark mm. that has been cured fermentation process hung out to dry for four to five months mm. that doesn't sound very tasty and that is their specialty i guess over there old fish <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean new fish isn't even the best thing no. though so have you ever had any uh what is a, a sleeper shark or a greenland shark what is it what even is that i have no idea yeah. you know clip i've always held a grudge against iceland from the mighty ducks d2 <laughs> <laughs> and i wonder if they ate fermented shark or whatever it was man that is a long grudge you're holding there we're talking early to mid 90s so that was d2 huh d2 the mighty Ducks. i know i've seen it i didn't remember was that the team they faced the the olympic the, the junior olympic team <laughs> okay was it iceland wow yeah interesting them looking pretty mean right wasn't Iceland yeah. like they're looking yeah, mean, the right? dentist <laughs> you were, uh, oh is that a favorite movie of yours? It's one, it's one of the it's, so you mentioned iceland it kind of struck struck back some memories there and all the hate and anger is building back up uh from the mighty <laughs> is Ducks that where the flying did they do the flying v in yeah, yeah the flying oh. v defeated iceland wow <laughs> so there you go if you ever go to iceland make sure you rub in the fact that usa beat iceland in the junior olympics in a in a movie so there you go all right pirate radio outdoors uh shirley rhodes you want to open up the booty bag here on a tuesday and uh let's make somebody a winner right about now booty 
booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks game? All right, you can go see the Woodies on us. What color are we looking for? 12. Color 12, 317-1250. Might do a uh, round or two of the five-second game, Coach. You can participate or just right, watch. Let's uh, do whatever it. you like. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll play the five-second game when we return on Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Davis Searcy uh of greenville picked up a pair of tickets to a down east wood ducks baseball game davis i know his name is davis <laughs> davis uh get your single game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com now let's head back into the show here's clip thank you shirley rhodes welcome back into pirate radio live here on a tuesday coach nate connor joining us bryce williams chandler honeycutt cj schaefer and Shirley Rhodes, uh, not a ton going on here in the world of sports. Uh, this point of the calendar, we got the All-Star game tonight. Nothing going on tomorrow. Major League Baseball resuming on Thursday. And uh, goof off here for a minute, play some five-second game. Also a way to uh, educate the audience, Bryce, especially mm-hmm. you've been uh, incorporating some, like, some science, geography, history. Trying to cover it all. You know? Yeah, covering all the bases here. So uh, let's play a five-second game. Nate Connor is going to be a lifeline. So <laughs> if you don't know the answer and you're running out of time, holler out Nate Connor, and he'll have an opportunity, opportunity. to keep you in the game. So everybody understand? Is mm-hmm. this like a once-per-game thing? Uh, I think um, I think it's unlimited. <laughs> uh, we can use them two both. per round. Two. Wow. Okay. Is that what do you think, Bryce? I was thinking one, but I, oh, okay, all right, one per round. Just like on like one millionaire, one person, right? You get one, one per person line. per round. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, one per person per round. Because we'll play multiple games here. Yeah. So is that okay with you? Now? Sounds great. We're kind of just using you as a piece of meat here. <laughs> <an> encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could like, have a little square lifeline, Nate, right there, <laughs> right there, the bottom of the screen. All right, you did you win one last week? I did. Yes, oh. I, I won the second one. He, he did because he got me. Well, he, never mind. Was that last week? Was Flounder last week? Yeah. <laughs> that was either last week or two weeks ago. But I'm going to start off with Bryce. Name a type of lettuce. Iceberg. Nice. That's my go-to. He knows his lettuce. CJ. Not already. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. Oh, what man. is... Hang on. Dang, I kind of uh, got stumped there. Here, a second. Let's see. Uh-oh. Um... <laughs> 
Oh gosh, it's a rocky uh, start, bro. Gosh, I hate someone skip me. I, I, I feel like I need what? To you're, are you, you guys? You're taking yourself out of the game. No, oh, you can't. Oh yeah, I don't want to skip. Oh, my bad. Stage fright. My bad. I had like brain fart. Like what I'm trying to do. Okay, there's a regional one. Okay, um, CJ, where was Cheerwine made? <laughs> where originated? The state, North Carolina. The state. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I thought you needed the city. I was about to get back. What is yeah. the city? Do you know? Oh, I should have no. done Pepsi. Dang it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was. That would have been better. But anyways, you're up. There. Oh. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's uh let's, let's get it going here. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's go Shirley. <laughs> okay. Um. Name. Name a capital city of a European country. Mm-hmm. Of a European country, yes. Uh, Paris. Okay. Wrong. Oh, I was thinking London, but that well works. done. I was waiting well for a lifeline there. We're way too smart to need Nate Connor. <laughs> uh, Impressive. I'll give this one to Chandler. Just make it easy, Chandler. Name a major league baseball team that has an animal for their mascot. Detroit Tigers. Well done. Mm, yes. Make it easy. All right. Clip. What? Name an electronic company slash brand that starts with an S. Samsung. I'm going Sony. Sony. I'm yeah. going Sony. Right. Samsung works. I'm gonna. I got some Viking themed questions. Okay. Oh boy. How fitting. Um. I don't know if I want to. I'm. Gonna, I'll start with this one. Name a Viking, Minnesota Viking, Bryce, that is Minnesota in the Pro Vikings. Football Hall of Fame. Guy that played for the Vikings. Randy Moss. That is correct. He's, He's in. in. Oh, right. I was hoping so. He's okay. In. He's in. All right. All right, I'm going to get a little... Okay, now that I'm, my brain's warmed up. <laughs> okay. You got to so, crank it up. We'll go Shirley. Oh, Lord. This is going uh, in the o- oceanography. <laughs> on, okay. tide, on tide charts, how, oh, how wow. often are low and high tide? Every how many hours? Like it's high tide, then at the end of that time frame, it goes into low tide. Hmm. You have a lifeline. You may know. I'm going to go with my lifeline. <laughs> so can you, the question. So the question is, okay, you have low and high tide. Yep. How how long between high tide is it until low tide comes? Six hours. There we go. Oh, Shirley! Oh, wow. I was thinking Great. seven, and but you yeah, know that what? sounds about right. I was thinking six, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, it's got to be a mul- well, it don't have to be, but like a multiple of twenty-four. So uh, yeah, because every twelve six, hours, 12, 12, 18, high t- 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great job, there coach. Go. There you All go, Shirley. Right. Yeah. Okay, so it's my Shirley, turn. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's let's not clip out real quick. <laughs> wow. Clip. Name the U.S. Women's National Team player who mm. has the nickname Baby Horse. It's a hell of a nickname. I'll give you a clue. I'll take a clue. She scored the winning goal in the CONCACAF championship last night. All right. So, soccer player. I'm 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 thinking Alex Morgan, coach. That's where I was going, Cliff. Let's go Alex Morgan. You are correct. Wow. Did that count as using a lifeline? Uh, I I don't think you said lifeline. It was verification. (laughs) It was verification. All right. All right. Uh, CJ. Hello. Name. Um, Hello. <laughs> since 2000, since 2005, the Vikings drafted a quarterback from Florida State. Who was that player? Oh, wow. Do you know? 
I do. Mm. Coach, you look like you know Christian this. Ponder. Oh, yeah. Christian Ponder. Hey, is right. Right. Christian Ponder is a The lifeline is coming through today. <laughs> All right. You're up, CJ. All right. Chandler, name me the WNBA team whose location is listed as Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> Lifeline's not helping. Indiana. I don't know. Um, God, I'm out. Is that five? The answer is the Indiana Fever. Yeah. Fever. Oh, wow. Fever. Yeah, give me good, fever. Good I knew once I good heard fever. it, I was going to know it. I know yeah. I'm not asking Charlie that question. <laughs> Do you uh, have a guess on that one? I, I was I was thinking of a a Hoosiers reference right. or something, but yeah. I couldn't come up with anything. I didn't know what a pacer, re- you know, mm. related to. All right. All right. Um, let's go Bryce. Mm. Name, name a quarterback not named Russell Wilson who has played for the Seahawks in the twenty or in the past ten years. Hmm. Oh God, is it? It's not. Gosh, You've been there, right? Yeah, I've been there. I should know. Oh my gosh. Mm. The past ten years or twelve years, Hasselback. That. No, that, dang. Well, did he played at TCU? I, I don't remember, know. My thing. My thought was Geno Smith. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Gino. But that was. Did you know, Coach? Last. I, I can't. I'm not going to give it away. My <laughs> lifeline did not call. Oh dang! It. I totally forgot about lifeline. <laughs> Whoa! Wait. Oh, ten years. Nah, Hasselback uh, finished in 2010. Ah. I was of, who was the T? I could give you another one if you needed one. If it, not, not Geno Smith. He might be ten years. He was pre Russell Wilson, kind of right mm. there. Who's that? Matt Flynn. Oh yeah, oh, they gave him a big contract. Okay. Yeah, then they Who's, got Wilson. You got a TCU guy? I don't know I who think, that would who, be. I think he was TCU. Andy Dalton's the only TCU quarterback I can recall. I can't. Uh, All right, can't CJ, me, and Chandler. Right, I'm out. Dang. Me and you, one on one. Is Shirley out too? Oh, no, Shirley. I'm still in it. Sorry, my bad, Shirley. All right, let's go. Just leave me out. <laughs> Clip. Yeah. Name. Name a Charlotte Hornet, not on the current team. Who has made an all-star game in the last 10 years? In the last 10 years? Yeah. Kimball Walker? Yeah. Okay. I, I feel uh, bad made, for knocking he, two people out in a row. He made it with the Boston Celtics? No, he made it with the Hornets. Oh. Oh, not. You're out of the game. Yeah. You're yeah. out of the game. Shirley. Ch- uh, clip. The TV show Vikings uh, aired on <laughs> what network when it came out? I think that was the History Channel. You are correct. Well done. All right, you're up. Uh, Chandler, you're still in, right? I'm out. out. Oh, Chandler's out. We just keep piling on you. Bryce is still in. Nope. I'm out. So it's just, oh, clip, CJ, me. Correct. CJ. Hello. Oh, shoot. I just had the question and it just went. I win? No, you do not win. Okay. Oh, no. Name the WNBA player that just broke or, or just placed third on the all-time steals list in the WNBA. Um, I'm 700 and some odd. Oh. It was like 700 and some odd All steals. Right. Who is it? I'm going to say Sue Bird. It was way after five seconds. Well, it was I way after five seconds, but... He is correct. It is super. Nice. All right, let's speed it up so we can play another game. Okay. CJ. All right, clip. Name a former 
commander, redskin, whatever, quarterback, uh, name, first or last with an R? Mark Rippon. Uh, CJ, speaking of R, the Vikings' second leading rusher <laughs> behind Adrian Peterson's first name starts with an R. Who is it? I don't know. Robert Smith. Oh. Hmm. Shirley. Clip. Um. Name. Now I'm out of questions. I was thinking all Vikings. Name a Vikings head coach. Um, before Mike Zimmer, so previous to 2014, any Vikings head coach. Oh, the dude that's the coach for the Cowboys now, whose name is escaping me. No. I'm out. No, that was Packers. Mm. Uh, Leslie Frazier, Brad Childress. uh, Denny Green. Oh, Denny Green. He's the one. Bears are who we thought they were. The famous press conference, yeah. All right. Can we let them off the hook? You want to do another round real quick? Yes. Sure. I need to remember my lifelines here. (laughs) Trevon Boykin, who was I thinking about? Okay. Oh yeah, I do remember That's that name. Remember playing with. Um, well, Bryce. Speaking of the state of Texas, mm. name a non-power five Texas school. UTEP. That is correct. Well done. <laughs> okay, uh, Chandler. Here, what? I'm scared when Bryce is a mama goat. <laughs> name. What do they call mama goat? A mama goat lifeline. Billy? No, that'd be a male goat. A nanny. Uh, a nanny, a nanny, nanny goat. goat. Yep, yep. Okay. There's one down. Bryce this has, has got, been fun, guys. Bryce has got his targets. He's going <laughs> to knock them out one by one. Yeah, now. let's see. Uh, CJ. No, stop Ooh. coming over here. CJ, stop me there. <laughs> I got to go. Okay, let's see. What is the tallest mountain peak in North Carolina? Mm, I like that. I'm, I should be right. Oh, man. I like that question. I think it was like elementary school. I do not have the answer. Do I have a uh, lifeline that knows? Yeah. I would say Grandfather Mountain. That's what I was going to go with. I'm pretty sure it's Mount Mitchell. Mount Mitchell. Oh. Goodness gracious. Two down, Bryce. Me and Shirley left. Okay. We'll just stay in the producing room. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, Shirley. (laughs) Let's see. Okay. Okay. Okay, on the oh, no, let's see. We'll see what kind of make it. What is a baby deer called? A, mm. Oh, a uh, fawn. Yep. Mm. Yep. Well Sorry. done. Well done. Uh, Bryce. Oh, no, God. no, no. I'm gonna go with Clip on this one. All right. All right. Clip. What minor league team does Bryant Packard play for? Damn. Oh no. Coach, Lonely Tiger at Lakeland. Is it the Lakeland? Um, I can't. Uh, Lakeland is Flying Tigers. Flying Tigers is the Lakeland Flying Tigers. My answer. That is incorrect. Oh, it is the Cap? West Michigan Whitecaps. Whitecaps. Uh, Whitecaps. Wait, so is this me and Shirley? Yep. Uh oh. All right, on. Bryce. Shirley can get me out. So Bryce, hey, that, that was a good question. That was fair play, right? There. <laughs> Bryce, who kicked the fifty-four yard? Game-winning field goal for ECU when they beat Navy last year. Oh, uh, was it Owen Daffer? Booyah! Golly, that was 
I was like, that name Bryce, was probably I was trying. I was trying to stop. That was true. Bryce is going for the kill right here. Uh, uh, she was pretty fair to me, so I'm going to try. And, I'm that was a good question, God, and that, good for you to remember that. Issue. That was tricky. Um, <laughs> Actually, because I'm watching the footage right now. Oh, <laughs> surely. Let's see. I'm going to go. Uh, she, I feel like she's going to know it too easy, but I think it's fairly fair. What... ECU softball player that's played in the past three years went to North Davidson High School. <laughs> oh my you know, goodness! You know could uh, could I have a clue as to the position oh, that gosh. she played? She was skinny. That's how I was. That's <laughs> not a position. She uh, maybe <laughs> how about she, first. I, th- I think she was uh, a thinking outfielder. An outfielder. I think. I think. I think the no. first one that's coming to skinny outfielder. The one that's popping into my head is Olivia Naren. No, I'm. I don't know her position. It was uh, Faith Jarvis. Faith Jarvis. Yeah. Oh yeah, Faith played center field. Bryce. Okay. Yeah. Well, you win, man. Congrats, man. Well done, sir. You. Oh, you stumped me on on one area. That's why I was like. Give me, give me a position because there's a yeah. lot of them that played so in the last three years. Outfield was the best thing I could think of. I can't remember. She was recent. I was like Olivia. Olivia's not from North Davidson, but mm. is she is from North Carolina. Coach, uh, you did a great job as our lifeline. Yeah, today. appreciate it. Sorry, appreciate sorry, I wasn't up to date on my WNBA trivia. I'm going to go back <laughs> and work on that. Well, now we know if we're ever on who needs to be a millionaire. Uh-huh. We could uh, phone call away. Yeah. Yep, well, I'll just put it this way: most of the time, if I ask a WNBA question, one of two people are going to be the answer: Sue Bird or Diana Taurasi. <laughs> I feel like I've been pretty. I knew Indiana Fever, and I was going to guess Sue Bird because isn't this her last year? Yeah, she's yeah. retiring after so. this year. All right, Coach. Uh, what's the calendar like? Uh, what do you guys have going on between now and uh, the first official day on the first? You know, so we'll, uh, we have a. Uh, some more prep workouts, summer workouts. We'll basically continue that for the next two weeks. We'll have a we uh, we do a seven on seven tournament. We'll go up to Chowan University on uh, Thursday. We take our boys up there and have a competition. Get some other schools, and it's a great opportunity to see that see another school and have their coaches kind of evaluate our guys too. And the season's right here around the corner. I know that there are so seven on seven is the popular thing. There are also like big man camps yep. and things like that. So, so how much uh, do the linemen you know work well, out? That's one good thing about going there. Like when we come to ECU for the Beast of the East, they do a uh, big man and that ties in. We bring some of our guys here and we'll take some of our guys up there. So it's always great when they get to go and get college instruction from the coaches and they get to get evaluated. It's a big recruiting tool for for schools to be able to get guys in and look at them. But it's also neat for for our guys who have aspirations of playing in college to, to get on campuses and to get opportunities to be evaluated by their coaches. I know uh, Holton Aylers has a camp coming up, which is sold out now. Yep, uh, this Saturday this at, at this DH Saturday. Conley, yeah. Saturday morning. Uh, we're really excited about doing that and having that out there. And Holton's doing a great job. We're really proud of him. Awesome stuff. Uh, Coach, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll see you on August 8th at Parker's and talk more. Can't wait, Clip. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nate Connor joining us today. Bryce, uh, what you got on your agenda for the week and the weekend? For the rest of the week, probably some hunting stuff and um, not too crazy during the week, but I guess I'll either be at the beach fishing or here fishing. Got a buddy coming in town. And it's, I'm going to be a bachelor this week, so Anna's out of town. So okay. A lot of fishing. A lot of fishing going on in the future yep. for Bryce Williams. Bryce, tomorrow you're going to be on the island because we're playing Survivor. So this is a we do this because. It's the only day of the year, I believe, where there's no Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, or NHL. Wow. 
day after the all-star game so we're gonna do it's a survivor simulator on the computer all i do is put in the people's names mm. and it simulates what happens there's a fight between you and shirley uh chandler votes out troy d so like <laughs> we're gonna play that and our job is to ad lib and tell you why these things are happening nice. to explain. so you're gonna be a part of it so i wish you luck oh bro. thank you so much hopefully your computer android uh, bryce does well I'm preparing <laughs> mentally and physically yes. prepare for that that's coming up on the show wednesday three o'clock right here on pirate radio live coming up thursday by the way phil Steele will join us to talk all things college football donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell coming on the show on friday so big week lying ahead here on prl we'll talk to you wednesday three o'clock so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation